0: Episode 119 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday starts off with an interview with Brett Smith of We Went Fast. He is a teller of motocross tales, a real historian, and a lover of 125s. He was at the Yamaha intro. We got to talking. I said, you need to come on the show, and he did. He even asked if he could drink beer. Speaking of drinking beer, I think Logan has been drinking beer in the parking lot before the show, his performance will show this. We're going to have to discipline him later. And we answer your motorcycle and motorcycle product-related questions as always. And I think we even got some of the answers right. Rooster Endo is always a hit. And if you like this show, support the sponsors that bring it to you. Yamaha, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Tacomoto, Seat Concepts, and Bulletproof Designs. Now here's the show. Now we're live, Logan, the yep. producer. Do the read right there, four strokes, go.
1: For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built f- are built for victory. Visit yamaha-motorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ 450F and YZ 250F bring the pr- performance with powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight and new suspension settings for the look of a full factory ride. Both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Racing Edition graphic packages, and so and you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha exclusive and industry only power the free Power Tuner app. Visit yamahamotorsports.com today. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter Victory Zone.
0: You didn't get Victory Zone with that read, Logan. No. But everybody, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is the show that's brought to you uh, by Yamaha at this point. Uh, but Logan just did him an, an injustice. He, he hasn't been practicing. It was not interesting uh, this, this is my co-host. Uh, my name is Jimmy Lewis. I answer uh, 96% of your uh, motorcycle product and product related questions without um, referring to a reference manual. And 22% of that is 100% correct. The rest of it, we're just jabbering. And luckily, uh, we have Matt that knows how to turn the, the show on. Just two buttons. Yeah, it's two buttons and then the show works and we have a special guest. But first, I'd like to thank our other sponsors because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be possible. And we have we have we have we, we get to open a package tonight, Logan. Yep. Um, I might bring my cat on the show. We're going to do everything. Yeah. Uh, but we even have a special guest and uh, nobody knows who it is yet, right? No one knows who it is yet. I can bring him on if you want. He's a sponsor of the show too. Oh. He sent me t-shirts and stickers oh. and evidently that's all you have to do to
2: sponsor somebody these days. Yeah. I, I didn't uh, get those though. You, you could. It, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because these, these two buttons, they get a lot easier to press <laughs> when, I have, when I have merch. So welcome to the show, BJ Smith. All right. He's on. Or Brett Smith.
3: Hey um, everyone. We, hey Jimmy, Logan, Matt, thanks for having me on.
0: We we had to have a discussion like you were you were you were BJ back in the day when you were writing stuff for Dirt Rider. And when you were racing,
3: you, were you were you racing as as BJ
0: back in
2: the,
3: when in I was the a days? kid. Yeah, my 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 real name is Brett, my middle name is John, last name is Smith and so the legend goes, this is embarrassing. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> well, I met a friend visit her in the hospital. This was in 1979. And she said, what did you name the baby? I was first born. And my mom says, Brett, John, Brett, John Smith. She's like, oh, his initials are BJ, like that TV show, BJ and the Bear. <laughs> I'm not sure if BJ was the monkey or the truck driver. It doesn't matter. But it was a show about a monkey and a truck driver. And it stuck. And it wasn't until I was long out of college that I finally said, you know what? I think I'm going to go by Brett. And that's how I introduced my wife. Now I have two different worlds and it's confusing. Okay. Yeah. I switched my byline to Brett because I was trying to write for like publications outside of the motorcycle industry. And I wanted people to take me more seriously. And it just, it it just stuck. So is this a drinking show? Can I drink?
0: Oh yes, you can. If you need to. Okay. You know, it's
3: it's it's I I
0: sometimes I need to. Actually, there's there's a lot of sirens in the background around here. Mm-hmm. I it, it sounds like uh something's probably blowing up around here. Is it hopefully it's not my house or part of my house that's on fire. Um, you know, we're spread out here in the desert. Valley of the dirt people, we like to call it. So uh, anyways, uh I got to hang out with Brett at the uh Yamaha YZ125 intro, which we're gonna get to and we're gonna talk about this. Uh and Brett does We Went Fast and if you want a good follow that has to do with motocross history and i consider him one of the 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 best historians and storytellers in our industry and i think it's cuz you actually do your research and i i and i know this <laughs> because when i when i read stuff that i was intimately involved in and, and it's like hey, this guy got the story right. It wasn't just made up. And, you know, I've, been, I've gotten calls from you in the past when you were doing stuff like the Danny Hamill story is a perfect example. Uh, but even even when I start reading stories about, you know, Ricky Johnson or some of the other guys, I've heard them tell the story and your rendition of it is correct. It's, the, it's, it's well told and, and correct. So I always appreciated that. And that's why I always like to have you write stuff for Dirt Rider back in the day.
3: Well, thanks, Jimmy. I'm glad that doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. It's all in the details. I will spend, I always hit my deadlines as, as you know, but I wanted tons of lead time because I wanted that time for sources to, to come to me, sources that I might not have been thinking about because you're not going to get every, say you write a story about Johnny O'Mara, just pulling a name out of a hat, 1985 right. Supercross champion or 1984 Supercross champion. Sorry. Um, You just interview him and maybe one other person, you're not going to get the full story. You need to go to people who have better memories. Johnny's memory is not all that good. You know, you need to talk to wives and girlfriends and, you know, people they may have dated back in the day. Like, I will dig up the oddest sources because you never know what you're going to get. And then, of course, you got to cross-check because people's memories are fuzzy and people remember things differently. It's just, I mean, to me, it's basic reporting. Yeah. I'm just... But I, I like yeah. to give myself extra time. I don't, I'm not churning out a story on WeWentFast.com every two weeks. Yeah, you're not, doing, you're not doing, you're not, you're not doing cycle news. No, <laughs> I don't get it. Exactly. it out. I, yeah. don't, I don't have like sponsored features that I have to pump out every single week. I, I would hate that. that, that I wouldn't thrive in that situation.
0: Yeah. And, and then you're also, so, so you grew up uh, racing.
3: Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Michigan. I came from the era of the Velade brothers, Nick Way, Josh Woods was a little bit behind us. Um, guys like Ahmad Owens, uh, Ryan Hartwig, um, who was a nephew of uh, Mike Hartwig, the Michigan yeah. motocross racer. And uh, so my era was it's mid to late eighties and all through the nineties.
0: Yeah, and then so when you were when you were young, the the guys from Michigan who were the who were the guys that were the in the top of the game.
3: Oh, Nick Way. Um, Jimmy Wilson, he raced arena cross pro Brock Sellards would, he, he didn't come up to see us. We went down there to get our buttons kicked by him. Oh, thanks for the logo. I love it. Um, JD Collins, Carl Scott, they were down in Ohio, Charlie Dunaway. Um, who else went pro Tommy Barron? I don't know if anyone remembers him. He went pro. Um, I went pro for one day in 1997.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so but, I, so we had Brett test a KTM 125 XC for us at a GNCC. And I I I've, i don't know how I knew this. I knew you were kind of one of these, you're like what I call a 125 guy. And he says, well, that's only because I don't ride enough and 125s don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so That's also where I stopped as a kid. But now as a 40-something-year-old vet rider, and I really noticed this on uh, last Wednesday when we were out at Glen Helen. I put in more laps on Wednesday than... I have in the last probably two years combined. And I've actually gotten out on the motocross track a few times. I went to the grass race. I did a Yamaha ride day in Tomahawk in West Virginia. Um, I did Jeff Stanton's uh, a tour in Michigan, which was different. That was adventure riding, but I put a lot of laps in and I wasn't like dying. I didn't have those noodle arms like Ron Lawson likes to talk about. Yeah. Um, I wasn't like so tired, I couldn't keep going. I think I had pushed. Just beyond the point where I need, it's like time to get off, you you get off the track, you get the bike on the stand and your hands start, you feel that like throbbing in your hands, that tingling in your forearms, but I wasn't like gasping for air on the track.
0: I get a throbbing in my hands when I can't get on the bike, when I have to wait to ride more. And and hence and this, this is where, this was you know it was really awesome is is Brett offered us our his bike he goes hey because he saw Matt over here who's chomping at the bit Matt's like Matt's so fresh in this game he's like he's just excited to to be at the intro and get to do this and then and then Trevor and I go to go to a lot of them and we we both ride a lot so it's like we kind of have to arm wrestle for who gets to spend the you know the time on the bike our bike doesn't sit but then he said "Brett said hey you can can ride ours like really (laughs) it didn't take like a a second to go hop on it and uh and you know you know i rode probably four different bikes at that intro your your bike was the the fast one i'm so sorry for everyone else that it was wasted on me there's, there's always, there's always, you know, it's always a little bit of production tolerances and some manufacturers are, are really picky about who they give, which bike to I mean, they look at the dyno charts and they've ridden them during break-in and stuff, but I, I don't think, I don't think Yamaha cared that much. I, I mentioned it to him. And I'm like, did that one do anything good on the dyno or did it look good? And they're like, yeah, there was some variances here and there, but not enough to make a difference. But like Trevor rode your bike and he goes, you got to ride that bike. And I'm like, oh, okay. know, he kind of put something in my head. I rode it and I'm like M- upper mid range. Right. And he goes, yeah. And like right away, your bike, it was almost like it was just jetted slightly different. They were, they were all the same essentially when we started, but uh, yeah, you, you, I I'll just tell you, you had a very good example of that particular bike and the, the Yamaha guys are like, you know, they, they always, they don't, they don't want people to know that there's, you know, production variances and stuff like this, but that it's just the fact of it. I mean, I've, when I used to race and I get three of the same model, there was always one that was a little bit better than the other, you know, of the other and, and from stock to stock and then you go and modify stuff and everything changes. But yeah.
3: Um, So like specifically what can cause that? Is it cylinder? Is it cases? Is it one specific part?
0: I, well, in my experience, when, when I used to race KTM one twenty-fives and stuff, it, it the, the the power valve on the 125 like how it opens and when it opens was was pretty critical you know the deck height making sure you know so the deck height can alter the compression just a little bit and you're you know you're talking like thousands of of inches and things and and you know maybe just your piston tolerances were tighter or the rings were you know looser you know it's just there's there could be tons of factors and it's after probably five hours, you probably wouldn't notice this anymore. Maybe you would or wouldn't, but um, there's just those things that, you know, KTM used to say, sell gaskets in like 10 different thicknesses so that you could set your cylinder exactly, exactly perfect. And we used to get factory motors shipped over that were built there. And once you rebuilt them, they never ran as good. Cause the guy that built him was the guy that designed the motor and he knew exactly how to set the power valve height and everything like this. So I think it's just, wow. it's, it's little things, but I mean, at that point, I mean, if you're racing the stock class at like Loretta's or Ponca city, I remember, I don't, did Loretta's ever have a stock stock class? I know Ponca city always did.
3: I mean, I, we couldn't change seat covers and stuff. I remember my dad was so paranoid. He was like original graphics. They yeah, don't change anything. Yeah, they were they were pretty strict they, about stock stuff.
0: So, so you know, if you had somebody that knew how to build a proper stock motor, that like they know how to do this. This is what they're they specialize in, and and that's what you know. Yours was just a just a one that was good, and I mean. It was funny because I don't think, you know, it didn't feel any faster. It just pulled a little bit better in the kind of this upper mid range going into the top end and not, not enough to, you know, I mean, I bet you most people wouldn't notice it. Most riders wouldn't, you know, really notice this, but when you get to go back to back to back on a few different bikes, then you, then you notice it's probably like a jetting change kind of, that's how much better it was. And we tried changing our jetting and I don't think it got better. I think it stock was really good. So
3: how many changes did you make to that bike, Jimmy? I'll tell you how many I made after you tell me how many you made.
0: I rode. So, so I made, we made some suspension changes. We made probably four or five different in different levels, suspension changes. And I came, came away very quickly. I knew exactly just cause I'm heavier and stuff. We were two clicks front and rear and a quarter turn of high speed compression was where we ended up be on that. Um, I tried riding one with a, a 52 three or sprocket which requires them changing the chain. But, and, and I didn't like that either. Uh, I thought I would, I really, I was kind of asking for it all day and they're like, Oh, it's kind of pain in the ass. And I, I'm like, it's just a sprocket change. And I saw the wheel with the sprocket on. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, that, that, you know, can I try that? And they're like, you have to change the chain. And so I ended up riding another bike that had it done and it, it didn't take but a lap to go, okay, now I have to shift more. And other than that, I think, that was and then we change and then we tried a couple uh, just one different jetting change where they went richer on the main jet and leaner half clip leaner needle position so that's what we those are the different things we tried and Matt tried some different suspension settings so this is it just a variation of that and that's kind of what we do that's our that's our our thing
3: what does it come stock the rear sprocket uh 49 Oh, okay. So 50 gave you a little more bottom end, but you have to shift some more. Uh, it, it really did. It really didn't.
0: It just, it made it so you had to shift more, but it didn't, I kind of was trying to go around some of the turns in third gear and every once in so a while, was I, I, I could have it. to, yeah, I'd have to use a little bit too much clutch and stuff. And I didn't want to go down in second gear and really rev the crap out of it. But I'm like, God, if I could, if I could just let completely go of the clutch and go around the turn in third gear, I'd be super, super happy. And so I figured, okay, change the sprocket would help that, but that one tooth was not enough. So
3: Yeah, like my third session out, I finally started paying attention to where I was in the gearbox. I'm like, okay, I'm in third gear on all these tighter, loamy corners at Glen Helen. And I'm just fanning the clutch and I'm not I'm losing my confidence because I'm not, you know, looking like Carson sounding like Carson Brown, like just really I think cars.
0: Carson You're 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 very light, but I think Carson's probably got you by ten to fifteen pounds.
3: Yeah, I mean anybody has me by ten. Logan has me by ten to fifteen pounds, but I just wanted to you know just be on the gas all the way around the corners. I couldn't, and I realized, oh, I'm in third gear. I'll drop down to second. I'll ring it out a little bit and just try to shift quickly. And once I figured that out, it was so much more enjoyable. Like my confidence went up. It was just more fun because you want to you as a as a rider, you want to hit those corners. With momentum
0: and you know, yes, speed carry, like, carry, carry, carry your speed carry, around carry it. You just
3: feel like you accomplished something. Then I get out the track and I talk to bradshaw and and think, like, Oh, dude, I'm having the same problem, except he was trying to go around the corners in fourth gear, <laughs> like well, uh, FML.
0: you th- uh, yeah, but they, they were taught that's the, those are the faster corners. I know where they were talking about going yeah. around in fourth gear and they were going around in fourth gear for the same reason that you were having a hard time going around third gear. I was going around the turns they were yep. going around in fourth gear in third gear because I was not going the same speed. And I think Damon is probably a little more in probably not as big as me, but you know, a little more my size and stuff, but uh, how cool was that to, to watch, you know, Villa Poto and Damon Bradshaw. And I mean, you would for sure get a bigger kick oh, out man. of that. I, I, I get a kick out of it. Cause I mean, I just remember how gnarly those guys were when they race and to see that Dude, it's funny because they can't turn it off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's uh so I ran into Damon at the airport. Like I'm walking through the Atlanta airport, I'm like, that that guy with the monster, that's Damon Bradshaw. And I walked up to him and I, I know Damon. i you yeah, we wrote about him for with a dirt rider. Um I went up to him and started talking like, are are you by any chance going out to the Yamaha? He's like, yeah, yeah, yep. Going out there to ride the 125 and trying to slim down. You know, it's been a long time. (laughs) I mean, he's like, he hadn't like been on a legit motocross track on a 125 since he was 17 years old. He did the arena cross thing, but he's like, yeah, this is, this is going to be a, you know, an experience that I'm going to have to, you know, unearth some skills that I kind of forgot about a long time ago. And Yeah. yeah, I mean. We're all contemporaries now, like he's 49, I'm 42, but I was nine and he was winning supercross and motocross races. So I'm like, that guy is an absolute hero. Right. So to be on the track with him. Yeah. I pulled in front of him once, just so I could say I got passed by Damon Bradshaw because there was no <laughs> running with him.
0: Yeah, no, they they were, I mean, him like Villapoto and then of course, Carson Brown, who believe it or not, Carson Brown was one of our original test riders at dirt bike test, um, you know, before he he kind of he kind of we we give him kind of assignments and they just sort of weren't getting done. But then you realize what he was doing, just out riding all the time. And then you see he's done pretty good, successful with his uh, with his racing. And I'm I'm really excited to see what he does this year, because I hear he's got some kind of big, interesting plans to, uh, do some racing on 125s, which
3: he's <laughs> putting a weird. lot of laps up in Washington. It's, it's Washington where he lives, right? Yeah. 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 Wherever he is, oh, he's putting laps on that thing. Big time.
0: I, I hope he has like four or five of those things. Cause it won't, it will not last bikes do not last underneath that kid. <laughs> he's he just, he just rides the wheels off of everything. No, he's all on. But, uh, anyways, uh, tell us a little bit about, um, some of the stuff you got going on at, uh, we went fast.
3: I was just working on my content calendar for 2022. Um I don't like to discuss things uh before i before they publish because I never know if it's going to go or not. Again, I, I, when I you're going to get Gal- it done? <laughs> yeah, I worked on a Galen Moser story. Uh like 3 years ago, started it, put it down, picked it back up. There was just a few people that I couldn't get to speak with me. Galen was killed in 1980 at a tr- bicycle accident, uh, training during the week, he was up in New York for the U S not the U S uh, the trans, the trans AMA trans USA series at Unadilla. He got killed while riding his bike hit by an apple truck. Um, I wanted to write a story about him. There's just a couple people. I just, they don't want to talk about it. And so I've been kind of like working on them to get them to speak with me. And I just feel the story is incomplete without their input. Yeah. So uh, I just put it, put them aside. And that, that happens once in a while. I mean, my active projects list is, you know, dozens of stories, deep, all, all of them in either and either just, just one something... line idea form. Yeah. Some have a couple of sources that I spoke with. Some are just some research that I did. And some have months and months of research that is just sitting there idle. And, and one
0: of your, your day jobs
3: is doing the research
0: for like X games and ESPN stuff. Correct.
3: Yeah, we're getting ready to do that. Yeah, X X Games Aspen is going to happen again uh, January like twentieth to twenty third or something like that. And you do all all sports at that at those events. Yeah, I'm the lead researcher, but like at cocktail parties when people ask me, "Oh, X Games, what do you do with that?" I just say, I just tell the producers and the talent how to pronounce every, all the athletes' names. <laughs> cocktail parties. <laughs> In huh? essence, that's what that's our job to know everything about the people who are competing.
0: Yes. And, and feed that. So, so those broadcasters are just like talking, talking heads. They just babble a little bit. No, I mean, you, obviously you got to be talented. Say something bad that. about Cameron Steele. Oh,
3: Cameron Steele, <laughs> that, that donkey. Uh, yeah. I used to jump BMX bikes with <laughs> got that guy. I a Cameron Steele story for you. If you go back to 2004 and look up the 2004 AMA Pro Motocross series, Glenn Helen, Cameron, Cameron liked to skate in, at the last possible second, for all the shows, yeah, this is the X games, constantly. Forgive me, Cameron. He would, be si- he would be sitting there. We'd be doing a show. He would have his suitcase right next to him while we're like on air for freestyle motocross or something. And as soon as the scores came out for the last rider and the, the, you know the medals were getting putting around Travis Pastrana's neck or Mike Metzger's neck or whatever, he was gone. He was headed to the airport. He would book the the first possible flight he could get. But in 2004, it was Todd Harris and Cameron Steele. And this was before motocross was live. So those guys would fly to Atlanta, voice the shows that we had spent all week putting together, edit by edit, tape by tape. It was just, it was a horrendous process. I laugh about it now. Cameron didn't make it. There were some massive storms. I think he got grounded in Nashville or he's missed his connection in Nashville. And Todd is in Atlanta and he's like, I, we got to do this. Cause we had to, you know, this was like on a Thursday and we had to get the shows to the airport to get Delta dashed up to Stamford, Connecticut, where ESPN's offices are or wherever they are in Connecticut. So they could air like that weekend, they would get them uploaded, satellited out, whatever. Well, Cameron didn't make it, and Todd's like, "We got, it. we got to do it. We got to do it tonight." I'm here, you know. The show's got to go, and and they, he's like, "Todd, Todd's like, you used to ride. You're the producer. You know all about these guys. Let him do it." <laughs> and so I sat in the booth, and that was the um that was the year that Ricky went twenty four and zero, and that was his last ride on the the CRF four fifty R. Oh wow, yeah, so that was a lot of fun, and that was the race where um, I wrote about this in my article about the YZ one twenty five. That was the race where stewart switched to the KX250F for the one and only time he ever raced that bike. At Glen Helen, at, right? At Glen Helen. Yep. Remember, he, I, I... Went, he went 22 and 1 that summer on a KX125, winning every moto by 8, 10, 12 seconds. Yeah, Everyone yeah. else is on 254 strokes. He gets on that 250, wins the first moto by like, 40 seconds and the yep. second motor by 68 seconds just embarrassed yeah. everyone. It it was it was
0: funny because I remember being at Glen Helen watching that and and he was he was the only guy that was literally like what I call short shifting the 250 F. I mean, all of a sudden he had something that probably had a good five to seven horsepower on his 125. He didn't need it. <laughs> he just, he was, he was the only yeah. one that wasn't just sitting on the rev limiter and popping and, 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 and you could just hear, you could just hear him using the torque of the motorcycle. And it was just, it, it was kind of like, yeah, this, <laughs>
3: he's in a different level right now. He, he had something internal that none of us had, not any other rider it was yeah. just incredible to, to watch, yeah. to hear, to feel to experience. You know, you know who
0: <laughs> Yamaha should have got James Stewart at that intro to ride around on the 125. <laughs> uh,
3: could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah, that would have been. Cool. I mean, if we could get him to come to the end of his driveway, that would be yeah. an accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: I know. I know he's a little elusive. I I don't really follow it that much. But uh, I mean, I think I think everybody in the sport just appreciated what that guy brought to the table. And and, uh, you know, you still it, it's funny because. I guess it's kind of maybe the old racers that are putting up their own, you know, their, their, their stuff's on the, on the internet. So I see a lot of stuff that Ricky will post up and, and uh, a few of the other guys, but (laughs) I miss some of those James ones. I mean, I I remember seeing Uh, them either in person live and, or, you know, on the highlight reels and you're like, Whoa, (laughs) he just do that.
3: I get a lot of requests for James Stewart stories and obviously you can't really get a hold of him. Um, So I think when I do, pursue a James Stewart story it's gonna just end up being that that gay to lease Esquire story from the 60s that was called <laughs> Frank Sinatra has a cold where he was asked by Esquire or GQ to go write a profile on Frank Sinatra and he couldn't get near the guy he saw him like at a nightclub in Vegas that's where the whole Frank Sinatra has a cold thing because I think they kept blowing him off Oh, Frank has a cold sorry he can't talk to you yeah and, um, like he got close to him, and he wrote this amazing profile without ever talking to Frank Sinatra, which yeah. I think I could do the same thing. you know, there are enough people that were and still are in James's orbit that would share information you know yeah. to where a great a great profile or a great history story could be told, and that's what I pursue it. We went fast it's it's motocross history, yeah, um, I do I, some current stuff, but I like the history to tell the history of the sport, yeah. I always
0: with with James, whenever I was doing stuff, journalist stuff, when I was a dirt rider with him, he was always very easy to work with with me for some reason. I don't know, because we didn't really ask that much of him. And we, it was usually we were doing more stuff with the bike and kind of, you know, more. It was more about the bike stuff. And It was like, hey, James, can you pose with your bike or something like that? It was really simple. But you'd start talking to him and and. I, I don't know. I, I found him relatively easy to, to do stuff with. But then again, I, I, I don't think he was at that time. It seemed like he was winning and things were good. He wasn't, he wasn't struggling. <laughs> and and you see with these guys, when they, when they're used to winning all the time and all of a sudden they're not, they're just like, they, they don't, that, that was my experience with talking to Damon Bradshaw when I had to talk to him, he was getting beat by Jeff Stanton and, and uh, you know, Jeremy McGrath and he was pissed, horrible interview.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Nobody wants to, nobody wants to talk when they're trying to figure, figure their game out, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, it, it, it's interesting to talk
0: to them 10, 15 years later, and then they will tell you what was going on or, you know, maybe what the real thing was, or maybe they don't know, you know, I I honestly think that maybe James doesn't know what, what, what happened, like what really happened. It hasn't processed. And therefore maybe he doesn't because that's the question everybody has, like what happened? You know, you go from being the fastest guy to, to what? And if you don't know, and then you're going to get asked this question, it's like, quit asking me this question. <laughs> so, Logan, you know.
3: what happened? Yeah. Well, Logan, what happened to James? What's Stewart? that Logan. I don't know. Does, do you, Logan Is he that old enough the... to know who James Stewart was? Not really. Not really. Oh my. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he Wait, will, did, he will. That's read. how you know
0: you're old. when. when you, and you're talking to a kid it doesn't, like James Stewart was a kid when I was, you know, when I was talking to him, when I was at the magazine, he was just, he was, he was your age, a little bit
2: older and <laughs> interesting. So, oh, Jimmy, so I'm hear hearing things same? on the delay. Logan just said he doesn't, he doesn't know James Stewart. You do?
1: Well, I never really saw him live.
0: Or... Okay. You've seen videos of him. Yeah. We we still don't know what uh, medium Logan communicates in. He it's like these kids his age are keeping wherever they're at secret because we found out about TikTok and so now they're claiming it doesn't exist and and maybe there's a backside of Facebook or something that they're using we don't know so I don't know where he's getting his James Stewart info but he will actually do some research actually the book that's behind you right now Grand Prix Motocross he
3: yep he that, know, that's he, for sale at we dot slash shop Terry yeah French we have
0: yeah we have one yeah. and uh, and Logan like you know because he doesn't really do anything on the show he reads it sometimes while well he looks at the pictures while we're on the show
1: i would look at the the pictures that would because i had 30 seconds so i'd look at the picture and like oh that's kind of cool so look at the what it read like what words were behind it and like what were sponsored what was like the top sponsor thing. oh at the time yeah like greaves the banners and yeah matchless oh no, like oh, cigarette,
3: yeah, yeah cigarette
0: companies and yeah yeah they make you want to Martini. smoke. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah. So if it, like I said, if you're, I, I've, I mean, I get a kick out of reading your stuff. And and like I said, I, I always want more, you know, there's all, you always want more. But then again, if the, w- with quantity, with less quantity comes more quality and we try to do it on the other side, we try to do a lot of quantity. No, we don't, we don't do much. It's really <laughs> hard to explain what we do here. We do this show every week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's is there a couple of people that want to um, know their uh, – you want to take a couple technical questions, BJ? I want to take you right outside of your wheelhouse. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, well, Steph, that's so what I wrote. Questions I wrote in the my chat story. Yet, for...
2: Actually, it's just a lot of people where, – Yeah, where, where, is, where is your impression?
3: Where will – of the YZ125? Yeah. It will be on revzilla.com. Cause yeah, I don't do anything with bikes on, on we went fast. It's, Unless you just, get paid a lot
0: of money, obviously.
3: E- exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, revzilla.com. They have mainly a, a street ADV focused audience that they like to take in a, you know, occasional dirt story because they sell dirt parts and gear yeah. and accessories. Um, and I wrote more of an experience piece, more focused on like, you know, is, a 125, the, a good bike for you, which I absolutely believe that a YZ 125, a K-Team 125, gas, gas, they're never too much, but always enough. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think I, it, like, Dave, look at Damon. He was six, he's six foot, 190 pounds and absolutely shredding. But yeah. to ride a 125 though, you have to be willing to work a little more. It's not a passive experience. And that's what I wrote about in my article. Like this huh. is if you don't like shifting, then a 125 is not for you. Is so it if you kind of want to like check out mentally and and just ride around and enjoy the track, then then get a four stroke.
0: So if so, so you say you say like it's 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 work to go fast on a 125. That's what I always yeah. They're 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 pretty easy to ride around, but it, like yeah. And and this is why they're this is why I think they need to be kind of stepping stones for guys coming up you know off of 85s and you know if you if you want the trajectory to go racing i think you need to spend a year on 125 because if you come off an 85 and go straight to a 250f that's 73 pounds in the yz family well, see, this is the fact, these are the facts that you dump out. That's good. The it's, but just, it's so easy to ride. Cause all of a sudden you, you've got all this power and this long power pull. And, and if you're, a, if you're going to ride a 125, you've got to ride a little bit like that 85 and make your shifts. And I think when you're on the 85 and Logan could probably attest to this, like you, you, you don't even know what you're doing. You know, you don't even think about this stuff yeah. at that age. You're just like, you're just doing whatever you do to go fast. And all of a sudden you get on a bigger bike with a little more weight and now you have to actually kind of ride the thing you can't manhandle it anymore and then you have to figure out like got to hold this throttle wide open or all these guys on these other bikes 250fs or 450s or whatever else on the track will just you know yard you so it's a I, i'm and that's all I, I that's the only motocross bike i own i own a yz125 and if by choice and that's what i like taking into the track if it's just for me to go have fun because I just want to go rail turns on a one twenty-five. <laughs> that's that's my game.
3: And for under seven grand, I mean, you can upgrade your entire gear bag and still be in for less money than you know, your friend who bought a four fifty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean and, that's
0: yeah, I'm 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 all in on one twenty five. I'm glad Yamaha's sticking to it. I'm glad they, you know, they they updated it. I mean, they probably could have kept selling that the same one for a few more years and nobody would really complain, but well, our our take on the story was I I think they did all of the stuff that you would want to do, but you can't do, you know, just some of the some of the engine changes for durability, uh, some of the engine changes for um, just that kind of the revised power. It did make a difference. It's a it's a noticeable um, difference and an improvement kind of where the direction where everything's going. You know, they wanted a little bit better top end, a little bit better over and they they got it. So. We were, we were pretty happy. I was going to
3: ask you, like, yeah, you would, you would know between the 21 and the 22, like how big were those changes? And that's, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. All those modifications weren't something that you can do aftermarket. I mean, they were st- structural type stuff, right?
0: Yeah. Inside the motor for sure. And I, and I bet you that that's going to allow the aftermarket to really get after that bike. Cause I, I had some pretty modified YZ 125 since 2005, you know, pro circuit did a complete motor for us once and, it was it wasn't cheap and it didn't last very long i mean it was like i think it was like 5 or 7 hours on a piston was the max Whoa. you could get and and it needed to be run on race gas and and the performance increase wasn't all that much i mean in grand scheme of things you know for you know it's just a 125 i mean and but it was it was like i bet you that this motor is going to allow them a little more leeway to do you know stuff just based on Things I know about motor building.
3: So stock bike, stock YZ125, how much maintenance are you putting into it stock per hour of riding?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's
3: the same thing. Clean the air
0: filter, do the transmission fluid every once in a while. You know, so maybe after four or five rides, depending on how hard you are on the clutch, I'm pretty sure you could easily get 30 hours out of the piston, you know, out of a top end on that thing. And you know, and, and the good thing about 125 is they actually kind of do start getting slow when the top end starts wearing out. They, they, you know, all of a sudden you just notice that they're they're not as robust, or at least mm-hmm. that that's the case with mine, my, my with my 125. And mine's kind of getting tired, and I think I'm getting like about 25 hours out of the piston, and and so we're looking at the the I think I'm on my fourth fourth piston in it or something. So and I and I'm, I now I'm starting to go. Should I put a rod in it? <laughs> you know, but nothing wrong. with I just with the rod enjoyed in it there. because
3: again I was able to stay out on the track and off the tailgate. <laughs> you know, I could just be out there riding and not be so exhausted, and have such tired arms, and that's yeah. what happens if I ride a 250 or a 450. I, I'm I'm four or five laps and then I have to sit for like an hour to just. Get my arms, to, <laughs> the blood to come out of my arms. How, how yeah. bummed are you that you didn't get to go, Logan?
1: Uh, pretty bummed. I was going to bring
0: that up. How was school that day?
1: Uh, it was so much fun.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. You got, did you learn anything in school?
1: All that I could.
0: All that you could. Okay. <laughs> what,
3: what grade are you in, Logan?
0: Tenth. He said that grade was voices changing. Whatever grade that was. <laughs> yeah. But he just see he he just got his uh, he just got his driver's license. No, he, wait. He's just he's old I, enough to drive legally. Let me phrase this properly. Yeah, he's old enough to drive legally now, so he's driving, and uh, so I'm never gonna. He's. I, I, what's what's the over under on how long Logan sticks around for? Uh, a
2: couple more years. Yeah,
0: right. Well, uh, oh no, I mean just in general, like the, when you know you know what happens when you know when these kids around here, like start driving, they just disappear. They -hmm. don't show up. It happens. or Or they want to get paid a lot of money. Right. (laughs) So what a great
3: experience though. I mean, my goodness, I wish I had something like this when I was 16 years old. All I had were episodes of motor world on VHS. (laughs) Oh oh, 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 man. (laughs) And I would try to like act like I was Art Ekman, you know? So Logan, just be curious ask lots of questions and just put a little more, um, energy got, into
0: your, I got like, leads. I got, I got like four. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he comes and goes, you know, sometimes he nails it, but I, I could tell the practice. Awesome. Wasn't, yeah. It wasn't good this time, but I've I've got a few tires. He can, he can make up for it by changing a couple tires with mooses in the garage right now. So we will get it. We'll get it handled. But, uh, Brett, thanks a bunch for uh, coming on. Um, Hey, thanks a lot, to- guys. I'm going to, I'm going to go find your Revzilla story and I'll put a link on, on to dirt bike test. I'll put a link onto the bottom of ours. Cause uh, I, even, even when you help test in the, the KTM 125 XC, it was just, it was, it was a good, it was just a different perspective. And that's what I, and because when I told Andy Jefferson at Husky that we, we were, we were doing this. So like like, what, what's he going to do? I'm like, do something different. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll test, we'll test the bikes and stuff like that, but there's, there's kind of different ways to tell the same story about the same thing. I mean, there's plenty of us that just tell you how things work. I hope we do it a little bit better than most others, but you know, some people don't care exactly. about
3: that. I I can't, I can't tell you what an eight millimeter longer connector rod feels like, but I can tell you whether or not this, you know, you should buy a bike like this you Yeah, know, was I, from my yeah. experience. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, but honestly if you put anything in front of me I'm going to ride it but I know what's right for me you know and I I I believe a 125 could be right for anyone if you just give it a chance.
0: Yeah, I think I don't I don't know that it would be Well, it is my only motocross bike but if you're it's just it's in the grand scheme of things. If you're a guy that like you know you're kind of you're bored with your 250F or your 450 Maybe buy a 125 for a year, you know, put it, take a season on a, on a, just, it, it is kind of a whole fresh new perspective. And, you know, if you're not so worried about results or whatever, you'll, I, I guarantee you'll have a good, a good time riding it. And that's, I think, in you think about why you're really doing it because you're trying to have fun and that's, I'm, I'm sold there.
3: Absolutely. Oh, Jimmy, I wanted to show you the newest design that we have. At we went fast. This is the, uh, open faces, win races. <laughs> design, uh, yeah. Everyone, I I ask people, I'm like, what do I go with? The Jaffa? Do I go to a Scott Venture? The Scott, and yeah, the Scott. It was, it was thing. such a personal decision, you know. The mask, what you chose, was very, very personal. You go back it, to photos from like '83, and you'll find riders running six different styles of mask. But then Johnny wow. O just went like full face, like just stuck his nose and teeth out there. And what so I that? thought, nope, the design has to be no mask what because was that the was too per, that was personal so,
0: so you had the venturi the scott venturi i remember that that was kind of the end that was the end of the the face yep, masking, but bailey 83 84 what was the jofa chin guard what was that really gonna do was it like a chest protector for your chin i
3: don't know but or, you flip through this you flip through this book here you, you see some like willie bauer yeah. yeah just like basically wearing a little uh
0: plastic on his chin maybe it's like it's like a it's like a roost deflector because like it it, you know for your chin or something like that because i'm thinking your chin isn't really that structurally sound when it hits the ground so this is uh yeah an interesting concept i had i had the the older the one style older than the scott venturi i had a scott venturi but i had the old one that was i i i should i should send you some pictures bj you'd laugh at some of the stuff i have picture hanging out me and my brother hanging out at indian dunes at johnny o'mara Back in the day when he Dude, had that, that works. Why are you sitting on that? <laughs>
3: um, Share the love.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll get it out there. So, <laughs> right. I will, I will, uh, I'll check out your story. I didn't, I, I, I looked, I went over to, we went fast and I saw it and I didn't, I didn't see anything there. And I'm like, I saw some Insta posts and then it said, okay, Revzill, And I'm like, okay, I've got to find it there. So I'll we'll, check
3: to see if they've, they've done it yet. Um, I oh, you don't know if it's it, been posted. I looked at the preview today, but I think it might be going up tomorrow. I'll let you know. Right.
0: Cool. Well, Thanks, sounds guys. good. Thanks for joining. I know it's late back there. I hope you enjoyed your beer. Um, we're going to start having tequila. Like Logan's awesome. going to pour it for me and, uh, that's illegal, isn't it? To have him pour it. Yes. Not in prompt. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Take care. Have a good night. And we'll, uh, we'll see you at the Cheers, next guys. 125 intro. Absolutely. Take care. Okay. See ya. That was uh, Brett Smith from We Went Fast, uh, a longtime friend of mine, uh, a teller of great stories. So um, check out his website, buy a T-shirt so he can keep writing those stories and we'll go from there. Hey, we're going to go straight to the chat room Yep, for the questions because everybody
2: is uh, probably... They're, they're, they're promptly waiting. They're uh, waiting for all of their questions to be answered. They 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 did wait. Uh, because you know, having, uh, they all saw Brett was here and then they just kind of, they were just listening. Lob- Listen. Good, reviews. good oh. reviews.
0: He was a great interview. That's good. Uh, yeah. we wouldn't be here without Scott sports climb DDC. What's in that? What do you think's in that box? Logan, uh, sprocket trail tech, taco seat concepts and bulletproof design. Now on board with us at tech talk taco Tuesday. We, uh, Appreciate all those companies. We support those companies because we use their stuff and they support us because they know we will say only good things about their stuff. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. First question. What does Mitch want to know? Logan?
1: Has Jimmy tried the Shercos? We have 250, 300, 21, 22. They are amazing with electric power valve, spark
0: Capacitor. Capacitor. Yeah. Yet
1: the ball over is hard. Enduro.
0: No yet to boil over in hard Enduro. Yeah, man. Did you, did you, what, what did they do? Did they do give you electric shock therapy to try to kill some brain cells between this week and last week or what? <laughs> no, uh, it's tilted. It's still the, 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 the TV's tilted. Yeah. Okay. And you, your eyes can't see that far. And also that's no. a, you need glasses? No. Okay. Just checking. Um, I have not tried the Shirkos. uh, I have talked, I've reached out to Sherco and they're basically selling every bike they have. And there's really no need for them to do any um, media with them. So I have not ridden them. Uh, I don't know much about them other than I didn't know that they had spark capacitors. (laughs) Didn't we talk about it as one of the, that was, is is one of the worst
2: inventions known to man. Uh,
0: Anyways, or at least,
2: at least snake oil-ish. Well, I thought we came up with uh spokeskins is that
0: Oh RJ RJ H says, What size were Jimmy's one twenty five when he was racing District thirty-seven? RJ, I will swear on the Bible, on my mom's grave, on whatever I need to, they were all one twenty-fives. And I got tore down a bunch of times by the other guys that were running the one forties and the one thirty-fives and the one fifties and the whatever. And they they would always try to tear me down, and I pissed me off when they teared my factory KTM motors apart because, like I told you earlier, once you took them apart, they never ran like they did. Even if you you measure everything and spec everything, and they just wouldn't run exactly like they did before. Took the TV screen away.
1: Put it over need? here.
0: Oh, you've got it on your yeah. You've got it on your little device now. I can still read it over there too. Uh. Yeah. So mine were all 125s. I never cheated. Actually, I never cheated period. I don't, that's just not my, uh, uh, my thing. So Logan's found the groove. Hence his reading the groove or the grove. <laughs> <laughs>
2: a little, little calm a, a little a little combi. Yeah. Um, Oh, so there Roger, oh, there is another question. Roger heard. No wonder Roger heard asked that. Poor Roger.
0: Roger how's he? Is he? He's yeah. He's doing good. I think. I hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Roger asked that because I used to race against him all the time, and he and he he was on a, he was on the, the the Kawasaki support team, and when I was a factory KTM guy, and my bikes were just playing faster. I had a sixth gear too, by the way. That at the time was. I was running an enduro gearbox that had a really good six speed and my bike would pull it. So that was uh that was always good.
1: Okay. Next question. Holy schmoly! Sh- sh-
0: holy schmoley? Yeah, that's yeah. that's a saying from back when, you know, I was a kid.
1: To whomever will an EFI two shrucker always beat equals C dot C dot competition.
0: Uh, can you can you translate that? In always a...
1: beat CC competition. Will a two fifty 250... no nope. two stroker always beat CC competition? A oh so always beat a two
0: fifty yeah. Wow. Okay, so will a two fifty two stroke beat a two fifty four stroke? Is kind of is that the question that we're talking? This is a, this is what we're asking. And he so he's asking: Are two strokes on an equal CC level? Um, better than four strokes and the answer is it depends as as the displacement increases the advantage starts decreasing because and and i i don't know that the the math behind this but it seems like that that you know power um you know basically they make power every stroke they don't wait an extra stroke to to make power so net they make more power Cause they're, they're making it quicker. I I think I'm I'm trying, they deliver more power. That's what I'm saying. So I'm trying to say, but they're firing more. So, you know, every time, basically you're getting the power from the explosion you you have inside the cylinder. And so instead of getting it every other stroke, you're getting it every stroke. So they deliver it more. Okay. So, but there's a point where you can have a certain amount of power and that that's enough, and then, and then there, then it comes into like, okay, well, when do you have to shift, and how long is the power band, and all this other stuff. So, right now, currently, one twenty five two strokes have to race against two fifty four strokes. And there's some racing where they allow two fifty two strokes to race against two fifty four strokes, and my understanding is that most of the 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 quote factory kids that are doing this race, the 254 stroke because the power spread is longer and net net. It makes the bike easier to ride and faster. So they can, they can, they can go around the turns at a lower power level where they can, you know, get the traction and stuff like that. And then it can keep accelerating and stuff. And we're on a two stroke. You'd have to shift a lot more. And it makes it a little bit more difficult to ride. And I don't think the power delivery is as I would say progressive or smooth. So on a on a per cc basis, the two-stroke's always going to make more power at the at the same you know CC level up until a certain point. And then they just they just don't they don't work that well. The, the, The length of the power delivery isn't that. Isn't that long? I mean it's it's a good question. I mean, you think about it, like they have to make they have to in the in the mini bike racing that Honda made the 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 CRF one twenty five and or one I'm sorry, the CRF one fifty. And the eighty fives were still beating it, essentially. So, you know, there's there's a point where you know you just can't can't replicate that power. Plus the bike was heavier and harder to jet and lots of other stuff. That would have been a different story if it would have been fuel injected, I think. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so. They
4: are.
0: yeah, they are. All the factory connections oh, the, are, oh, right? the, yeah, the, the, the factory ones. Yeah. They were fuel injected way back in the day. They yeah, figured out a way to, a time, yeah. to, to do it for the race it. ones. That's not two things. So you got other, got other questions in there mm-hmm. in the chat room.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, same guy. And, and how important is trail breaking?
0: Trail braking on a two-stroke or a four-stroke.
1: I'm assuming two-stroke, but
0: two-stroke doesn't have much what we call trail braking or compression braking because trail braking to me is is when you're you're either using the brake or the the compression of the motor to get the back end to step out of line. So so trail braking as opposed to compression braking, which is just the pure deceleration of the of the motor trail braking is a technique and compression braking is a characteristic. Two strokes have very little and four strokes typically have, we'll say have more, but you can now in the old days, you just tuned it with the idle. You know, you set your idle a little bit high if you didn't like four stroke compression braking. And now you can also tune that with the fuel delivery and the ignition tuning. And this is uh, one of the things that, you know, high level, tuners that know how to work on this stuff can set the bike up the way that you know a rider might like it everybody everybody buys ECUs now to get more power but one of the big advantage of having a tunable ECU is to be able to tune this in or out depending on what your your characteristic you're looking for so okay
1: Cameron Harris I saw that Brad Freeman runs dual spark plugs in his factory beta two-stroke what's the benefit there
0: uh, having two spark plugs. I don't know. Uh, I oh, you have that answer? Yeah. Yes,
2: it's a crutch for a poorly designed
0: combustion chamber. Okay, Bob claims it's a crutch for a poorly designed combustion chamber. So he's. Or he built a handy
2: take too, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure somebody. I'm sure somebody. I I would suspect that he's sponsored by somebody that's selling something that that is that. And I, I can guarantee you that if they tune it right and they do different things, they can probably get more power out of it or maybe it has a better characteristic or something like this. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things you can do inside of a two stroke combustion chamber. But um, I, it's all been done before. And it's, you know, maybe who knows? Um, I'd have to see the inside of it and then I could kind of theorize on what they're trying to do. But um uh, maybe it's in case one, one spark plug fouls he always has another one it's ready to go
2: <laughs> ah,
0: okay Chris Reel says four strokes have more torque and can pull heavier flywheel thus are often easier to maximize traction compression ratio also has a big influence on power delivery
2: this is all correct so it's almost like Chris knows what he's talking about <laughs> it sounds like yeah he's unlike unlike about 87 percent of the people on the internet so you know i decided to do a little bit of research okay i watched what uh, the other guys were already putting out about that 125 right and it's it's like it, it was it was it was like a almost it was an awakening to me to realize how you've been sitting here and talking about how media guys these days aren't really media guys well they're media well, guys. Well, I mean, not they're they're not They're not they're not test not, they're not, not test riders And I'm just watching them like, wow, that you're actually right. <laughs> well, there's I mean, you, you got to ride the bike and you got to
0: see them ride the bike and right. some of them ride really fast. Yeah. You know, some of them are really good riders and stuff, but they can't describe what they're feeling and they don't know. And it, it, mm-hmm. it may be it may be something that they haven't ridden a YZ one twenty five for twelve years, mm-hmm. or they don't care. Or, you know, different, different things like this, yeah. but it's, right. it's, Some other guys are pretty four
4: strokes.
0: yeah, they've they been riding four strokes for a while. And all of a sudden you get on this bike that doesn't have the same kind of power you used to. So there's a lot of, there's, and, and then there's a lot of just, I just don't, I don't know. And, and half these guys are walking around with, you know, like their ears are up like this. Like, what, what are they saying? What are they saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't
2: look at anybody else's thing. I well, I didn't have time. Well, like, there's like a 20 minute video out already from uh, MX from MXA. What did they say about the sprocket? <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the first things that they brought up. But well, they, it, they okay. It, it, so over so, half the video was like so since before sheet. since before you were born. Mm-hmm.
0: MXA has been putting one tooth bigger sprockets on every bike that ever came out. And (laughs) Yamaha kind of did it for them Mm -hmm. already. I mean, they already said, you know, we changed the final drive to get the optimum gearing and we went larger. And, you know, because it probably left to their own devices, probably would have come with a 48, but it's like, okay, let's, you know, head this off at the pass. I, mm-hmm. and that's, that's whose bike I rode. I rode the MXA bike, you know. Daryl Eklund was nice enough to let me take a lap on it, you know, right. and, and, uh, and we talked about it afterwards, and I kind of agree with them with some of the things he was saying about it. And he's, he's my size, if not a little bit bigger.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and Moseman is, a ridiculously fast rider and also a little bit lighter. Right. And so, you know, between the two of those guys, I, I have no idea what they said. I, I would think that, that I, I would think that, and kind of, I was asking Daryl about it and he, he just, he goes, well, it's, it's faster this way. I go, man, it felt slower to me because I had to make shifts. And then he kind of went back and said, well, you know, a better rider would make those shifts more efficiently or quicker or whatever and it makes the bike quicker and i just kind of it it, for me it kind of made it rev out a little bit quicker up top and i like the i like the pull the drivability of the stock one as opposed to that kind of quicker revving in the top and it didn't do anything for me going around the turns a a gear you know a gear Mm -hmm. higher and and that's what i was trying to improve i i had no problems with the top end pull and i also tried the jetting that a lot of the other guys were going to the the and it to me it felt richer mm-hmm. no i'm sorry wait no no i get it wrong it felt leaner um it felt leaner on top which it shouldn't have but that's just the way it acted and it kind of same thing it ran through the top end a little bit quicker and didn't seem like it pulled as is you know it it wasn't as rideable and that's the, re- the reason it came with the jetting that it the stock jetting that was in there and not that uh, jetting that actually does make, I was told that jetting makes more power on a dyno, mm-hmm. but they left it with a stock setting because they felt it was more rideable. And I totally agree with that. Just right. to me, it was just everything about it was more rideable. The other thing I didn't, I didn't mention is we fiddled around should have told Brett this too. We fiddled around with much with our uh, fuel screw, our air screw. Mm-hmm. It's air screw on a two stroke. And uh, we were open our air screw almost up to, to, to um three turns open which is kind of at the limit just to kind of get it to crispen up in the morning it was okay but like as soon as it warmed up all of a sudden it it was it i lost a little bit of throttle response and it really it really helped i mean for that same reason going around the turns kind of a gear high it just made it so i didn't have to cover the clutch Mm -hmm. as much so yes next
1: uh mitch ogb thoughts on triumph's new dirt bike with ricky
2: uh we don't know anything about it. Apparently there's like some spy photos. There's spy uh, photos out? Not of the bike, but just like the trucks being at various tracks here and there in California. Well if you had a
0: picture of a of a truck.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should, you should
0: get a picture of a freaking bike. Yeah. Like like i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna do I'm gonna stick a triumph sticker on the side of my box van. Oh,
2: <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> drive around and <laughs> see see there what's happening yeah um uh-huh. i until I see something who who knows I know you know i know they they have to be doing something if they're talking about bringing a bike out um you know they would have to be out there doing stuff but if 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 when when we used to be at the magazines. If we knew somebody was testing something and it's a small circle, you can figure it out. But if you really wanted to go get spy photos, you can get spy photos. It's not that hard. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Now you have drone. Excuse my French. I'm pissed off now. (laughs) Like you ever heard of a drone? There's these things they make now. They they're like these little things are like cameras on a helicopter and you can fly them with your phone. Right. Into wherever
2: that stuff's going on. You should have a video of this right now. A spy video. Yeah. 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 I have, I have seen some of the spy, you know, KTM video uh, pictures floating around. The ones that get leaked by KTM to yes. the media.
0: Yeah. Those ones. Yes. Right. So usually when photos like this come out, half the time they're leaked by, you know, the manufacturer to the appropriate people that, um, that, you know, get a picture. I, you know, what's funny is I'll bet you Yamaha was riding that YZ 125 right in front of us. Cause they said they've been developing it since 2017. I'll bet you I was at the track two or three times while they had that motor inside of, you know, a bike with the old plastic on it, essentially, you know, or something that looked, you know, looked like the old one.
2: (laughs) Really? They've been developing it since 2017.
0: Yeah. They said Uh they had to pull engineers out of the, out of the woodwork. Uh The guys that knew how, you know, the, 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 old two stroke guys, they had to dig around to get some of those guys.
2: Right. So 2017, that's about what a year after KTM came out with their new two strokes. Like this generation, two strokes? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool.
0: and they, you know, it's just timing and they needed to, you know, the, it's, it's good timing. That's that, that bike will last a few more years like this for mm-hmm. sure. So next question.
1: Nathan Cruz, best bike for six hours of Glen Helen.
0: The six hours of Glen Helen. Um, th- This is only from experience, but I almost won the six hours of Glen Helen on a Husaberg. 650. The old, the old. It was 2007 or eight. I rode with this kid Ryan Orr, and we we were we were leading it overall on a Husaberg 650, and we got a flat tire, and we did not have spare wheels. And then the sprocket was on the other side, and and so it wasn't as easy as like you know there there weren't like we're just magazine guys, you know, just hustling around the track. But so since you can't ride a Husaberg 650. I would say and Trevor will agree with me on this um, YZ450FX. That would be the the best one. I'm not just saying that because uh, Yamaha sponsors the show. That'd be a great bike. Actually, the CRF450RX. Would be pretty good. It kind of depends. It really, you know what, Nathan, it kind of depends on your, on your, uh, you know, your ability level and stuff. Because all of a sudden bikes like the KTM EXC or the Honda CR450X, you know, the more we'll call them trail bikes can work really well for guys that aren't like hammering. If you're just literally trying to survive, you know, you want a bike that's better on the compliant, on the chop. And I'm kind of going with 450 and some riders ride, maybe a KTM 350 XCF would be a great bike. There's, there's so many good bikes.
2: YZ 125 would be really fun. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a long time for that, for that engine to scream. It's only six hours. <laughs> oh, only six it's hours. Good,
0: good for another 24 after that. Yeah. Yeah. So next one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't have any more.
0: Well, Victor once he tried he tried a motorcycle in Mexico with a double spark plug, and he was very impressed with the power delivery. Hence, the size of the engine. What size was the engine, Victor? I don't I don't understand that. Uh, you left out a crucial detail. Of yeah, story. that's a crucial detail. I thought you were just dropping some super good knowledge. Yeah, it's probably if it maybe it was a what were the what were the. Amex. Was it an Amex? AMEX.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Gary Jones's motorcycle brand. <laughs> um so there should be one more yeah. on the list now, Logan, and then Mitch OG we'll commercial.
1: Wonder how the new KTM TBI throttle body injection is going to be. Back to mixing gas and hauling ass.
0: Uh TBI throttle body injection is what he's I mean, so, so there's, there's been pictures of um, some of the KTM uh, guys running essentially fuel injectors that are no longer located on the transfer ports. And I don't know. Um, I have ridden a couple of different bikes that had the throttle inject the, the um, fuel injectors relocated to the Reed area through like a get kit with a whole different ECU and stuff. And I wasn't that impressed. Basically, it felt like you put a carburetor back on the bike. Now, that's not saying it didn't make more power, but I didn't feel that it was as rideable for off-road type stuff. So if KTM was playing around with this, and granted, their, their current motocross bikes all still have carburetors on them, but my understanding is carburetors are getting harder to get. Hence the uh you notice the long name of the uh Yamaha carburetor? The Yamaha Key and carburetor? Very long name, actually. Yeah, because yeah. it's 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 I think it's built someplace different. It's still a key and carburetor, or it might be like a licensed key and design that might be produced someplace else. But um uh I I'm pretty sure KTM is working on different ways of doing things and that two stroke fuel injection is still in its early stages just like on four strokes it took there was some teething pains for a few years to get it just right and this is where they're at so i don't know that they're going to you know go back to mixing gas uh with a fuel injector i just don't see that because i i think there's a lot more potential to clog up a fuel injector when you're mixing things in your gas oil or anything else for that matter So um, yeah, don't know. Don't know until I don't know until I try it. So um, Brian Horton says, if someone knows what they're doing on a dyno, those get kits can be killer.
2: Um,
0: Yeah, but we don't ride dynos, Brian, you should, you should know this. Um, I can do, I've ridden lots of bikes that ripped on a dyno. I saw the charts and I wrote them and said, this is stupid. Like it's, we don't you know generally it's it It comes down to just they're not rideable or drivable is what we call them they they make power when they're hooked up and they need to be under a load but it mid throttle and half throttle and trailing throttle and and they they surge in ways that you know since they have really good traction on a dyno you try to come out of a turn and it spins and then it gets lean and then it you know <laughs> then it bogs <laughs> all different kinds of stuff i've i've the guys that just work exclusively on the dyno and they send you stuff that's built on a dyno. Um, 80% of it is trash. It's my, that's the, it, in my experience. It when I, when I, when dyno guys would send stuff to be tested or I've tested stuff that was quote built on a dyno. It was usually worse than stock. So it might've made more power, but I could, you could never use it.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, cool. So uh, from here, I think we're going to go to our commercial break and then we'll come back with some uh, rooster endo. Oh, Does
1: we
0: still awesome. have that segment. Yeah. Hey, so. I thought, I thought we were going to do, I thought it was going to be tech talk taco Tuesday with strippers. You know, you know, every, So I mean, I mean, we're really working on getting the ratings up here. And, yeah. and I thought, I thought maybe if, if it's <coughs> tech talk taco Tuesday with strippers and cats, that would be pretty good. I mean, we then we covered most of the bases. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. So this is this is now going to. So it's, so it's w- going to be.
2: Tech- I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. We oh, can take gonna- an extended commercial break. Okay. <laughs> you can work on bringing the strippers here. You're the one that lives in Vegas now. I know. There, I know. There's more strippers over there. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So we'll come back to you with a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and strippers. Logan, cover your eyes. <laughs> Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world leading manufacturer of power sports seats. Oh logan remember like how many shows ago was it that we requested the uh improved rooster endo board
1: um a lot
0: yeah and so what happened there how's how's a wood how's wood class going
1: uh i'm
2: lazy (laughs)
0: <laughs> really? Is that what it is? Yeah, dad, dad just just Dad just Boy, called you lazy. We're
2: almost up on Christmas break. Right.
0: If if have you used uh like a a a, sco- a saw or something like this yet?
1: Yes. Right. But every time I go into the class, I go. What is it called? So I can I I don't know exactly what the thing to do is, but my dad said use. This design, like the name of it, but I have no service in the class to, to call them to figure out what
0: it is. Wow. So this is a technology. So, so you see, here's the problem with the kids today. They, if they don't have service, they, they're done. They done. done. You can't think on your feet. So did you see how I made this? I went, I went and got a piece of wood and I cut it and that was it. It was done. I wrote roost and I wrote endo on it. And I was thinking, how hard could it be to improve on this? Because now we're holding it up with bricks. And you know what I think about bricks? They should be used as motorcycle stands. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, Not to hold up the rooster endo board. So, you know, you, you could actually do something just like this. Maybe you could go, you could go down i'll give you a budget for this too you go down to home depot and buy you know a nice little piece of wood or you can go over my junkyard over there and find a piece of wood i actually have a cart in the barn with a lot of pieces of wood and you can actually take another piece of wood and you could set it actually i'm going to demonstrate something what what do we got in the box logan what's in the box this is this is a segment that we used to do back when we thought opening packages on this show would get us a big rating but um we're waiting for the strippers right now by the way so yeah so this is ddc sent uh these are our ddc sprockets um these are our uh, drink holders so no longer do i have to put my uh my beer on the table yeah i don't want to do this and i have i I've, I've got my shot glass on one of these things you keep digging through there yeah check these beauties out these are hard to come by because the shortages of everything but i got the one that i really needed was for my 1190,
2: 1090. like MXA taught you? <laughs>
0: actually two <laughs> because did what what, they did but more one better yeah, yeah, yeah i did yeah. i did two i did i went up two teeth that's one better yeah and uh, look at that stuff You're but dig in there i sh- i got something in there that's this is what we're going to call a teachable moment logan you give me that give me those things keep
2: oh you know, right those, here uh, yeah.
0: right here look logan this this <clears throat> oh that's sick.
1: i want that
0: Okay, so this is what we're talking about. And I have to describe this for you. So this is two pieces of plastic yep. that, that have a nice thing. Why don't you hold on to that, Logan? It's two pieces of plastic that have a notch in them. And if you put the notches together and you can just set it down in front of the thing. It's Now it's a sponsorship item. Just Set it down out in front of the rooster endo board.
1: Okay, so my fear this the little piece is half as long as the the other thing, right? But set it down out there. Give it a tr- give it a test shot. So so you slide these no, two things yeah. together. Yes, and I'm it. afraid that when we do it like that, the board will be over there.
2: Oh no! It'll it can, be very it can be exactly right here. Well, how are we supposed to put the pins in the pins? Oh, you're breaking the restrando board,
0: Logan. I, I'll just reach over like I always do and put the pin in. But I was going to say you go down to like you know the the home improvement store that we have and you could get a nice layer of cork. You could just, you could just like glue a little bit of cork on the front of that thing. Maybe just a strip of cork or we could even get high tech and we could go to magnets. You know, those, you know, those things that I have on my wall where you stick the screwdrivers and stuff on, you could bolt a couple of those on there and then we could just use magnets and stick them on there. Maybe even Velcro. Like you could, well, you don't do any show prep.
1: What about invisible tape?
0: Invisible tape would be awesome. Double sided invisible tape. You just have these little things. We just stick them on there. But all you need is something like that on yeah. a on like a larger scale. But you just you just put two of those things, one on each side, and just you just slide them right in here, like whoosh, right in the bottom. So what what this thing has done is it's just taken two pieces, cut them in half, they index together, kind of like a kind of like teeth yeah. of a sprocket, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, whoosh, like that. They slide together and stick there and it it's a business card holder, is what that is. Oh. You don't know what a business card
1: is? A little. <laughs> I need a, to make a, a little bit. Your dad has them. Yeah.
0: Your dad probably has business cards. He gives them to the old dudes that when they <laughs> want to figure out how to get a hold of the other old dude, they they do a business card. It's kind of kind of unique. They're gonna they're gonna be collector's items, so you should start making your own business cards so you have them. So uh, this segment is brought to you by C concepts. I rode my KTM 1090 all weekend with a seat concept seat on it, a tall seat mm-hmm. on my KTM 1090. And I uh, really uh, like that uh, big, tall seat. Can't see that. Because you can't see that? No. It's off the screen? Oh, it's behind the other thing. Don't worry about it. I'm just, I'm just trying to keep my attention span up here before I just unload on you for not this, this is making me almost as upset as I was about like the not getting spy photos. <laughs> I think that the next show, if this isn't here, you got, you got this whole Thanksgiving holiday to, uh, to get this situated. Okay. You did good with the, well, I now see now I'm thinking that maybe your grandpa made all those, uh those balance boards for us. And you just sat around and watched, or watched videos on your phone while you, <laughs> yeah. that happened. It might've happened, right? Could have happened. Okay. On with the show. Let's mm-hmm. get to, let's get to rooster endo. This is a segment where you send us pictures of your bike. Oh, are we going
2: to try to do RJ's video submission? We'll do it towards the end in do- case it goes wrong. Okay. So we'll, we'll make it the last bike. Where we're going to try to start doing things right on this show. Yeah, yeah. We're always striving to be better. Okay, it, it just so happens we don't have to make that much strides. <laughs> hey, uh, if you wonder how
0: you can comment or complain about this show, um, this is the best, uh, the best way. Go to the Facebook page or comment on the YouTube video. Uh, we go and harvest the answers or the questions out of there, and then I try to develop the answers for those. So... Uh that's a good place. You can join us live every Tuesday night here, uh 7 p.m. West Coast time, as it were. Uh if you want to be a guest on the show, uh send us an email and we'll we'll take almost anybody.
2: Almost anybody who uh who yeah, wants to com- either wants good to tequila to or has good stories. Right. Good stories or good tequila. Actually, someone wanted
0: to send us tequila. I forget who that was. But uh and if you want to submit a bike for Rooster Endo, um I'm not sure why you would because you just never know what kind of mood I'm in and Logan's got me kind of pissed off so it could be a rough night. And the end I can't even reach the roost side so guess where these bikes are going to end? Yeah, I know the end <laughs> side is <laughs> you it's know It's pretty
1: skewed to the endo right now. This is
2: how this is uh, how how it works. Okay, go ahead.
0: This is the bike I'm looking at. Yeah,
1: Rich Saint Jean 2020 Rich Saint Jean EXC 500 F 6 days. IMC 4.5 gallons tank. IMC? Yep. That's That's what what it says, but I'm sure it's an IMS. Uh, I think it's IMS, but that's good. A Cheruby's black plastics, EEC radiator guards, HDB hand guards.
0: Highway dirt bikes.
1: The molecule guard. The molecule
0: guard. I wonder if he's using spell check. I don't think so. Because he, he got INC for IMS. Mm-hmm. The molecule guard. Do you know what a molecule guard is? No. Well, maybe it keeps the molecules from going
2: into the fuel filter. Yeah. The bad molecules only. I was going to say, it, I hope it doesn't keep all molecules out. Well, it only lets the good molecules through. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Only fuel molecules. The other
0: molecules pulls them out. Yeah. It's a guard though.
1: Uh, Fast way in cap, get ECU.
0: Yeah, he's. So. What's his name?
1: Rich St. Jean.
0: Rich. Saint so are you are you hoarding all of that six days plastic to uh, throw back on the bike when you go to sell it and <laughs> and then make it look like a new six days and you put all this just we'll call it burner plastic on the side. Um, it doesn't look yeah, like a six bad. days. It doesn't look like a 6 days to me no, but no. you've but got that thing so incognito uh that it, you you can't tell I think
2: you need to spray paint 6 days on the side of it but I would like to note he also tried to submit the bike with a more scenic photo than the one you're looking at if you look on my computer screen uh-huh he tried to make it a little bit more artsy Line up against no, the creek. That's, that's a pretty
0: that's a pretty area. Yeah. I'd yeah. turn I'd hang a right and go up the creek. <laughs> that's that's where I go. But, but there's a logging going And there. he's got a big he's got a big big tank. Big tank on that thing. So he's doing some long range riding. I actually I actually like this bike. I, I'd probably be that guy that would take the plastic off and mm-hmm. and you know save it. You to, have boxes of plastics, so we we know you're this guy. Well, no, that all that, that that's all actually dented, dented, and scratched oh, already. Yeah, but oh, I so just you can Jimmy rig it. I just the, save it in case I need it. But I did get some new radiator shrouds for the Husaberg five seventy the other day. Oh, just ring the bell. Yeah, <laughs> ring the bell. The the bell duty is. I'm giving this guy a roost. You got a pen, it Logan.
1: Where's the pens?
0: Where's the pens? I don't know. Should I'm not in charge of this. Source. This is this is one of your jobs before the show. So we'll just slide it in up here. Then it'll just hang high for a little while.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm liking the Acherby's headlight. Zachary. Castilla, 2021 KTM 300 XC TPI. Does
0: it stall when you're going down downhills? I don't think he heard that. Okay. Why? Cause he's not, you don't, how do you know he isn't in the chat room? Zachary. Uh, I thought that was a stab at my dad. What? Well, no, it's a stab at everybody that's claiming that these bikes stall on downhills because I finally got to, I went and rode your dad's bike mm-hmm. and I did a lot of trying to simulate the downhill thing.
4: Right.
0: It's a clutch. It's, the clutch. It's, much
4: the right. it's, 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 I'm, it's I'm 80% there. I need to find the proper. It's document.
0: bad. It's bad. It's,
4: I'm, but I'm 80% there.
0: It's bad. Clutch control is wh- what it was. It's. Pilot error. it's yeah. Pilot error, bad clutch control. I, and, and it's, it's not a four stroke. Yeah, it has a, fix, it, yeah. it, 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 you know, it's, it's a lighter, you know, it's a lighter, it doesn't have a lot of, you know, run on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no, it's, it's erased in mine. I mean, I did everything I could to make that, to make some sort of issue arise from downhillness. You know, I got, I bounced it. I did all these weird things that would cause that, that would cause a stalling. On a downhill that that was that would be, and it didn't stall any more on downhill than it did on level or uphill. In other words, I I I did the same thing. Uh, The way I could make it stall was the clutch. Okay, so you got you got to run some more tests. I'm
2: I'm eighty percent there.
0: Eighty percent there. Okay, so Zachary, uh, let me know if your bike stalls. (laughs) And then uh, we'll go from there. Maybe I'll give you a discount to my riding school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Graphics by MotoCow. A Cherry's VSL headlight with Cyclops wire harness, P Tech skid plate and plate guard.
0: I, I ran one of those headlights at uh, King of the Motos because I didn't want to smash George's really good Baja Designs one because that's like a lot of money. Yeah, oh wait, yeah, my headlights up there—it's on the wall, yeah. And, and I was really surprised at the light that this thing puts out. It was, it's 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 a it's a it's a good budget light upgrade. Definitely an upgrade from stock. So uh, yeah, Cherby's
1: makes good stuff. Bulletproof linkage guard, FMF gnarly pipe, FMF turbine two point one silencer, fork shrink fork guards, Tusk rear rotor guard, seven six zero two racing front rotor guard, seven six zero two. What is it with the front rotor guards, guys? Radiator guard, homemade radiator fan set for 185 start and 165 stop.
0: So homemade. So he got a he got a computer cooling fan. Yeah. And figured out how to put it on there. I want to know how much time that took, like where he where he sourced the information like to, to, to do all this. Yeah. And if it wouldn't. If it wouldn't have been cheaper just to buy a Trailtech one, but that's I now now I have two questions for him.
1: And also he messed it up.: And he messed it up at either with typing or because it starts at 185 and stops at 165.: Right, so he's saying it it it, it,
0: it goes on at 185.: Oh, okay, it turns yeah. on when it gets 185, which and is then, a little which is a little cool, but yeah. you, you know either either way, I would I would start it at like at the earliest at like 190. Mm -hmm. 195 but i would actually kind of start it at 200 and then and then you can shut it off whenever you want to but i would shut it off before 165 just just because it it doesn't need to i mean it depends on what you're doing with the bike if if you're doing extreme enduro that thing's going to stay on the whole time you're never going to get it down to to 165 and judging by his pipe guard he does extreme enduro so he 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 does things that smash things. It looks like he has a nice dent above the top of the pipe guard on this yeah. bike. I, I do look kind of like the graphics. He's a Ken Roxon fan, I guess.
4: 94? Mm-hmm. I like the graphics. Hand guards are pointing
0: to yeah. have two part on. Yeah, that's it's an okay chariot. I'm liking this. What so what else there's more?
1: Tugger rear grabber handle. Those are good. E three carbon TBS guard RP moto watch mount on handlebars
0: that's a complete list if you if you're telling us the the watch mount you have on your handlebars i think we've got the full full you notice he didn't do anything inside the motor he hasn't relocated his tpi things he didn't have different reeds or a special power valve adjuster screw or anything that's a that's a way to get, make a good bike. I don't. I really wasn't expecting to, to to do more than one up at the roost side tonight. But there we go. There we go. You quitting, Logan?
1: Not getting tape. You're
0: getting tape. Okay. Well, should we just take a commercial break or am I supposed to just guess what's on this? Bike?
2: <laughs> well, no, while he's doing that one, I'll pull up the video submission. Okay. So, we're going to take a shot at this. Yep. We're going to see. So it'll work for them, but it's more of a question if it's going to work for you to hear it. All right. This is RJ. Last week's show
4: motivated me to do my video submission for Endora Roost. So what we have here is a 2017 Beta 500 RRS. That's the street edition. Uh, the bike is set up pretty much the way I did when I got it new in 2017. I ordered it online through their website, which is called BYOB. When you do that, you get your name riveted on there, which is kind of cool. All right, so we got double take mirrors, Enduro Engineering hand guards, upgraded headlight, uh, front rotor guard, radiator guards. I upgraded the wheels and hubs because I wanted a... Cush drive hub in the rear to help with the longevity of the motor. Uh, curious on your guys' theory of that. Uh, Fastway Adventure Pegs. We like to do BDRs out west, although here in Michigan we do a lot of tight technical stuff. They perform well in that. Of course, I had to go with the seat concepts. That's the original seat. The thing is still, other than a little dirty, is in great condition. Threw on a rack system so I could run the Moskmoto Softbags uh, FMF pipe system, which is coming off because I'm going to move to back to the stock one for it a little quieter. Uh, enlarged Recluse clutch cover to uh, just throw a little more oil in there. Hopefully that helps with perform or longevity, anyway. Uh, enlarged rear brake lever and probably one of my favorite things is the hide skid plate. It's plastic, it's light, it tucks up real nice out of the way. And it's quiet when you're hitting rocks. So, yeah, the bike is, again, it's set up the way it was originally, and it uh, it's held up great. Uh, another shout-out, uh, my 390 that I'm doing a build on, Tatako Moto Co., these Reflex handguards seem to be really cool. There's a cable in here that helped these to flex. This bike is tore apart because I'm throwing Trail Tech uh, Pro, uh, Voyager Pros on these bikes to do the buddy system. And, of course... Had to go with the climb adventure helmet. That's been great for the last four or five years.
0: That okay, There's a uh, he, he he checked started checking off all the boxes there? Yeah, didn't yeah. he with the with the uh the sponsors? So good on you, RJ. Uh, I, got confu- show, RJ. I got confused um, when we started switching bikes. But here's the interesting thing. So if you buy if you if you're going to buy like any bike, and then you're going to put a lot of different um, parts and things on it. And you end up with a bunch of stock takeoffs. Um, You can do that build your own beta thing and they will do a lot of that stuff for you. So uh, that's a, that's a good program to look into if you're, if you're thinking about modifying your motorcycle. So this is, this is a picture of it I have right here. Yeah. Yep. So you got to rate it. (laughs) Uh. Why are there blocks of wood underneath your kickstand? I think you should have upgraded the kickstand. And then he's got one of those disc rotor guards on the front again. Yep, yep. Uh, So he's this is this is um, and he is I I uh uh he had the Roto Pack on the back, and I don't know if that he he didn't say whether he had a larger gas tank or not. Did he? I don't remember. I don't remember that either. The 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 gas tank thing. But that's, that's a that's a nice bike, but I'm, I'm worried about the kickstand. It's bothering me because he's got a nice floor, a nice garage and the, the, the wood underneath the kickstand is just driving oh. me nuts. He's in the chat and he said three and a half gallon tank. Three and a half gallon tank. Okay. Uh, Why, black tank? <laughs> Why did he buy a black tank? Oh, own yeah, own you said it out loud. I can hear that over there. <laughs> uh, um, boy, I'm, 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 I'm worried. I'm, I'm just, you know, I, it's a, you're stumped on this one. It It's confusing me. Yeah. I'm, actually, I'm just like looking at all the other bikes and there's, there's a Honda 450 yeah. on there, some sort of a street bike in it's the corner. The and then, and then, and then all of a sudden he started saying 390, and and then i got distracted i don't know where he's at with this so i don't know where i'm at with this so it's gonna go no we like, should put
2: it on the endo side and he's gonna have to come down to pahrump to put it up on the end on the roost oh side. to
0: move it yeah yeah he can move it when okay, he comes I'll, down i'll here. angle it i'll angle it down on the yeah on the end there we go on the endo side the because that fork that front discard is just
2: so heavy on, on my mind <laughs> yeah, there I, we go there i we go. i am blown away by how many guys that, are, we weren't, that we we didn't are, get those at the first time are running those things yeah. at first when we were doing this we did not get those does, and now we're getting them almost every day every show does promote does um um there's a uh, i think bulletproof designs bulletproof make those i mean i think they do let me let me check or maybe maybe my I'm, assistant producer george can look that up for me right <laughs> george needs, george needs to get those on his bike too
0: he needs a front discard especially <laughs> since he left the 300 here Did you notice that Oh,
2: he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, George, I'm gonna have to train it how to yeah. go over uh, train it how over logs, over logs. Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> so. which, unironically, the the 230 is my favorite bike to do that with because it's it's so, it's not light.
0: It has yeah. good torquey power. You can put your foot on the ground when stuff goes wrong.
2: Yeah. So this is a, a CRF 230. Yeah, oh, okay. this thing so, is okay. a log killer log. Uh, uh, it's going to replace Lumberjacks one day. <laughs> okay. What's our, what's our next? Uh, Cody
1: Hines. Motor minded XL Pro LED kit.
0: What's he, or, What kind of bike are we talking about? It's a mystery?
1: Uh, Husqvarna. It's, I know it's a
0: Husqvarna. The graphics uh, 350
1: or 500, whatever. 350 or eat. 500,
0: whatever. Okay. That's great. We like to not know what the bike is.
1: Vortex Oof. ECU Recluse Slave Cylinder Molecule Skid Plate
0: Molecule Seat
1: Concepts Full Emission Delete it looks bigger than the molecule. MX Tech Lucky Kit MX Tech Tank and Triple Adjuster on Shock TT Voyager Pro paired with Moto Minded Stunt Mount FMF Titanium 4.1 Michelin Moose with GT 333.
0: That's the Golden Tires.
1: 216MX. Currently IMS 4.5. Also have the cherbys 3.2 for lighter days. The Cheruby's Frame Guard. FAF custom motor-minded graphics. Bulletproof design, everything. Soon to add the moto minded RMK V3 Rally Tower for roadbook navigation.
0: So Cody has a bike that we don't know exactly what it is. I'm looking at the header. I'm guessing 450 or 500. 450 or 501. Have no idea of the year, but it looks like the older style front fender to me. So I'm going to guess 2014. Don't I don't know. Uh He's going to take off some really good parts to put on the rally the rally kit. I would just bolt a big, big ass Ram ball on the front of it and get the Ram, Ram arm and, and do it that way. And then get, get a bigger tank. If you're going to do rally stuff, get a bigger tank. Cause you can't go far enough with that tank in my rally world, but uh, your rally world may be different. <laughs> um, he's got the mooses already. So that's good.
2: Is this, it's
0: it's a, it's a pretty nice chariot. I think it's okay. It does have a climb sticker on it. It does have a climb sticker on it. These guys are all trying to butter me up, like by mm-hmm. by using the sponsors. This is the a influence we have over people now. Uh, it's not that. It's not that strong. <laughs> it's it's really well. If, if they're if, willing to devote. If, if he okay, if he shows up and he 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 comes out and he's wearing like some, uh, let's say some, answer gear or something like that, or mm-hmm. maybe he's wearing some fast house. Oh, then, then it's it's, it's, the, then it's there up, with it's, the three-wheeler it's, it's, with it's, the ACT. <laughs> it's really upside down. Yeah. But if he is wearing the climb gear, and I I, I would hope he would, he's got, you know, some of the stickers are matching because I see the Baja design sticker on oh, the side thing. I see
2: a bulletproof that, design that sticker, matches too. Matches there.
0: He's got the bulletproof design, everything. But he doesn't have a front discard. Oh, hey, you know why RJ's bike is getting better? It just moved. Video I, submission. Because he did a video submission and yep. he, he did it right, uh, but the rag, on. no, he was he was running the adventure foot pegs on his BDR bike, and I can't tell you how much you if you notice my five hundreds, they have the big adventure foot pegs. Well, the the, wider the ones, peg. yeah, the wider the peg, head like head the. Head. It makes a huge difference on comfort and just, you know, being able to control the bike. You don't want to go trail riding with that because they do stick out and you'll hit rocks and stuff like that. But for rally kind of stuff and for for long distance stuff, huge, huge improvement. That's probably the 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 smartest thing he did besides build your own beta and have his name. Uh, you know, someplace out there, there's a beta 500 RS with my name on it that they built it for Dirt Rider magazine. They they did a build your own beta, and they they built it. It was kind of funny because it was right when I got canned. They got I got canned, and then they sent it to them and it had. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they built my own beta. It Came with flex bars and a recluse clutch and all the Jimmy shit. Right? Yeah. And
2: uh, yeah. So Good old I, times. I have a question actually regarding the the, the YOB. Oh, build no, your own beta. Uh, why don't other manufacturers do that?
0: It's a pain in the ass. It right. is a, it is a, I mean, you, you, cause they're, they're actually, they're actually, I'm pretty, sh- I don't know whether they're, I know originally they were done, they were done in Pass Robles at beta. You know, okay. they, they, when they, they pulled them out of the, out of the crate, mm-hmm. put all the stuff on them, put them back in the crate and shipped it to the dealer. It was done in house. And I don't know if that's still the case. I don't know if dealers do it now or how exactly how it works. I probably have to inquire, but it was, uh, it, it's a, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And it, you know, if it actually if it actually starts taking off that program, it turns into a lot, a lot of work. And I don't really think it's a big um moneymaker mm-hmm. uh on on their side, because you know, they they probably get a little bit of markup from the things, but have an inventory, all those extra parts and have all that stuff and the, a lot of times part of that program is to actually pull the suspension off and get the suspension valve. You know, and they, they have somebody in-house that does that. So there's there's a lot to it. I mean, you could set it up that way, but I think bigger manufacturers, they, they're bigger, imp- some manufacturers I call them manufacturers, they're importers. Mm-hmm. And they just basically, their job is to get the bikes in here and get them out to the dealers. And then it would be the dealer's job to do that. A dealer should be able to do that kind of a service.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if you have a good dealer, a good dealer could, should be able to do this. But like those are few and far between. Very few. And then having, you know, I saw someone recommend, a, you know, a, some guy was asking about getting something technical done and they recommended a, a dealer in Vegas that I've been to before. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, do you work there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't sell me a clutch lever because, because I, I couldn't tell them not because I couldn't, because I didn't want to confuse them. I wouldn't tell them you're making model. I'm just get me it for this. And they're like, well, what bike is it for? I'm like, it's for that one is it really going on that one i'm like well no but this you don't need to know this and it was like it turned into more of a discussion about and then they didn't have it that was the best part they didn't have but they had the power parts one. Oh, they had the one that was 96 dollars. and unfortunately i was going on a trip but i probably i know of who you speak. yeah we An- know so anodized uh lovers it was anodized yeah, oh yeah yeah I don't even know what happened to the damn thing. I probably sold it. <laughs> I probably sold it for because somebody wanted the anodized one. I just wanted it I just. I just went and got a Rocky Mountain Tusk mm-hmm. replacement one, and that's what I carry. And it's probably still in my fanny pack because I haven't needed it. But hey, if you want to support Dirt Bike Test, click through our link on the website after you watch the video of me endlessly roosting Trevor Hunter on a YZ125. Uh-huh. After you watch that video, then then on the banners is there. Click through the Rocky Mountain uh, link, and that's where you can buy your uh, your spare lever, your spare tusk lever that'll do. Actually, I have those on a lot of our rental bikes because those get broken every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I have those on my bike. This bike, bike is going to go right. Since you didn't tell us what it was, I have no idea what it is, so it's going to end Who Whose bike was it? Did you tell us his name?
1: Yes. Nope. Maybe.
2: That was, I believe, no, Cody H- Haynes.
1: No, he had the Logan's
2: confused. Logan, your your performance on tonight's show is like really,
0: it's, it's getting difficult for me. You're not doing drugs, are you?
1: It is Cody Hines.
0: Cody Hines. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So Cody, sorry. <laughs> Next question. Next.
1: Ash. Lee, um, 2022 350 EXCF: Okay, we, kn- stock, we, we know what it, it. is.
0: But mostly With stock that's good. mostly stock, that's good. And he loves it. and he loves it. So, is that him in the background? I think I think it's a she. It's a she. Yeah. it's Ash Ash you said Ash Lee. oh Ash, Ash Lee. Well, how's she looking? Can we zoom in? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> you have a
2: little blurry back there. I, I would do that if it was a guy too. By the way, just to let let you know. You I don't ju- don't judge. I know. Um, How's the grinder account going? <laughs> we're we're not streaming live there yet, Matt. Why not? Uh, <laughs> you you need a uh, you you need to verify your account before we yeah. do that. Hey, do you know there's two dirt bike test YouTube pages? I'm the one who discovered this. Yeah, we learned this today. Yeah. We're it's, You can it's, go it's, subscribe to dirtbiketest.com. Yeah, we have 13 subscribers over 13 there. 13 subscribers. Right. We we have over 60 people watching right now. That's the one that I manage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one I'm in charge of. Yeah. See see how good I've been doing. I'll, I'll link it cuz we can probably we can get those numbers up on that channel. I, don't don't make it any more confusing <laughs> than it already is.
0: So I like the fact that this bike is mostly stock, and it looks used, and they're probably having a great time riding it. That's what motorcycles are all about. It's on the roost, roost side of the scale. And Logan's busy playing with tape. You we, we know what I was thinking about doing? Just like taping his mouth, and he would hardly know any difference <laughs> on this show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Logan, Logan, Logan deserves better than that. He deserves better than that.
0: You hey. got You got to You got to really start working on your on your 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 show notes and prep and things like that. And this board. And he's got to get me an invoice. Then he's not getting paid till I get an invoice. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, I, I, I've given you my invoice. Yeah. And you'll you'll get paid. I you're like to.
2: Paid Logan gets
0: <laughs> I like to. Cu- I like to cut checks at the same time. You know. It's like, oh man, Logan, Logan, <laughs> we we got we, we got to get your invoice made, buddy. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done. Matt had to wash the bikes. Oh no, he didn't. He no. was worried about having to wash the bikes.
2: Uh, it was it was like the eleventh hour, and I thought I had to wash the bikes. Yeah, but r- driving, not riding, driving to my rescue, right? Was Logan yeah driving to the rescue uh so do we have any other oh we have questions on this thing right yeah there is a good chat question i kind of want to get to though okay bring it up so logan if you want to pull up your phone i did add it i added it and it should be the last one again i would like to thank all of our sponsors if here's here's the thing like
0: it's funny because my wife actually said hey you guys talk a lot about yamahas now and is that because yamaha sponsors you and she goes you know, she, she said, she said, cause it, it kind of, she doesn't pay that much attention cause she you know she likes the orange ones. And uh, we, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they, they sponsor us. They just happen to be the ones that are bringing us to the press intros and doing stuff. So yeah, we're talking about them. And when I jokingly, you know, after I tell you that, you know, if I don't know anything about you, you should buy a KTM 500 and they go, oh, you can always buy a Yamaha YZ 450 FX. That's, that's the Yamaha. That's the kind of this, this stick behind it. But you know what else? Did anybody see the um, the the new the new info that dropped about the the T seven prototype? That was uh that's kind of out there. So they're they're building a racing replica with gytr parts of a T seven. So if you uh, that's that's probably the actually if you want to watch a video this week on the internet, go watch the Paul Torres video on the T seven. It's it's very artsy and it's it's very. I'll call it Spanish um, in the in the production. But the riding that that guy does is phenomenal. It's actually ridiculous. And people are like, hey, Jimmy, why don't you do that on an adventure bike? It's because I'm not a six foot po- four man mountain of muscle with the uh, world trials experience. So that's why I don't do it just in case. So watch the Poltores video. George, you should probably link it already on the
2: on the chat room. Assistant producer. Yeah, assistant producer. <laughs> oh wow Matt. Yeah. <laughs> good good one. <laughs> well no, he he is. He he always does a great job of getting the links in the chat. Yeah. Yamaha Scott Sports. Uh, I wore Scott goggles. That's
0: that's why I could see so clearly while I was roosting Trevor the whole time <laughs> at the YZ intro. Uh climb. I was wearing climb gear. And you got made fun of for it too. Oh absolutely. They're yeah. like why are you wearing that gear? Because it looks good. And it's functional. And And I did had a pocket and I did a, I've got you in my pocket episode over on our Instagram channels. And, and, and so when, when Don Maeda walked by me and like, you know, did his little snicker, I said, dude, I'm putting my fanny pack on for the next moto and I'm going to go at you. And I didn't have to, because when I rode by him, he was laying on the ground, kind of face down in the mud. (laughs) And after that, I said, you look good like that, but I don't know what kind of gear he was wearing, but it wasn't climb. DDC Sprockets, they they hooked me up. I'm geared up for the uh, future here. Trail Tech, makers of the awesome Voyager Pro GPS unit with buddy tracking. If you don't know what buddy tracking is, then um, you're probably running one of those other GPS units. Taco Moto. If you need to get an ECU for your emissions compliant bike, go read Taco Moto's white sheet and it'll explain whether you need one or don't need one. Seat concepts. I wish I was sitting on a seat concept seat right now, riding a motorcycle, and bulletproof designs. Hopefully, Trevor's got him on the hook for next month. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. Yep, they make a billet front disc guards, so you can just smash the rocks. Logan, what's the question?
1: There's two. Connor Steele, Jimmy, are you homies with Chris Kiefer?
0: Uh, yeah, I've known Chris for a long time. Um, Uh, we, he was a test rider for us at, uh, dirt rider. He was, he was there before I was there. He was always test riding, but the interesting thing with, uh, is we we ride different, you know, he's definitely a lot faster than me now. And if we hop on a bike and we set it up, we always seem to come to sort of the same setup, the same kind of final setup. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I haven't, haven't really done that because he, does his own thing now uh but um yeah so i th- i think we're i think we're homies is that is that do you think we're homies
2: um i would assume so yeah i would say so because i remember at the alpine star intro he came and he was patting your belly that's yeah that's that, well because i always tell him it looks like he's putting on a little bit of weight yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and uh and i said
0: look 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 where you look where you're gonna end up yeah, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> right. So, so that, that was the question I was thinking of. Yeah. But. So, yeah, we're, I think we're good. I don't know. I have to check. I have to check. I'll, have to, I'll ask him next time I see him.
1: Hermic98. Bought a 01 RM250. Still has the original front tire and a lot of tread on it. Asides from that, what else should I replace or look at? Well, if it has...
0: A lot of front tread on it. It's all good. Uh, An 01 RM250. I'm thinking 2001. That could be a two stroke, right? RM250, not an RMZ. RM250. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah. Well, if the front tire is good, I would suspect that the. uh, Well, I don't know. I have to paraphrase this. You know, like you didn't buy this thing in Philadelphia, did you? Cause it could have been used by one of those wheelie boys and they're there at 12 o'clock the whole time. So front tire might be great at that point, but if you bought it like in feeling California and the front tire is still good, I suspect everything behind it is probably in pretty good shape. So if that were my bike and I really liked it, I would, when I changed the fluids and that means all the fluids, um, I would just look at them, inspect them. And if, if they're good, you know, put new fluids in. This means coolant and engine oil fluid. If it's a two stroke, just take a look at that, replace that stuff. And then the suspension fluid as well, because that stuff will have aged and it won't hurt to have, uh, you know, have a suspension service done on it. And then, then ride it. I think you're good. I think you got a lot of, you probably have a lot of life left in that thing. Oh probably clean the carb. <laughs> Who knows. I mean, if it doesn't run properly, there's probably some stuff in the carb.
1: <clears throat> David
0: Muscironi?
1: Oh my god. 99 DR350. Come on, you say it, Logan.
0: David Mu Muscironi. Muka Muka Muca
1: Mucicero, DR350SE. Say it. Mar- Maruka Rome.
0: How would you Maruka say if you put Rone. two Cs together, it's kind of like CCs? You know, you were asking me that question earlier tonight about like CCs. So it's Mu CC Arone.
1: How's that? <laughs> Probably not the pr- connect, correct pronunciation, but pretty close it is very hard starting after getting Wait, down let's, let's
0: start over again tech question
1: 99 dr 350 se is very hard starting after getting down on its side holding, oh, is, that,
0: is that like crashing getting down on its side probably okay
1: holding throttle wide open does not help it start only at least 20 minutes of sitting seems to help is this a result of the? Sh- sh- stock cv mcuni vacuum operated carb or maybe another adjustment needed i rebuilt the vacuum operator fuel petcock and the float height seems to be set per service manual starts cold fine and runs okay otherwise thanks
0: okay david um so your bike has like i said a vacuum operated carburetor so it has a butterfly valve on the front side and a vacuum operated slide. So when you hold that butterfly valve wide open, that slide is still down. And so when your bike, um, goes down on its side, it will like start spilling, leaking, doing all different kinds of things. So I'm going to guess a couple of things here, uh, if, if you were to hold it wide open, sometimes just the suction can get that slide to pop up, but it's not like a normal, it's not like a typical carburetor that you would open it up and then with a lot of ton of air in there and essentially kind of like clean it out is what we say. Like So when, you know, whether it's a two-stroke or a four-stroke and fuel sp- spills into it, all of a sudden you have a very rich mixture. And you need to open the slide up to get some extra air in there, so it helps it. It helps it start, or it sucks air through there and kind of cleans out the intake track. Uh, you know, maybe dries out the intake track would be a um, a proper term for this. And then then it will allow the bike to start because the bike will not start in a super super overly rich mixture. So maybe that since that that vacuum operated slide is not opening, that's why this isn't working so well but i'd also be interested to know where your vent, how your vent tubes are doing where your vent tubes are going because if some of those are plugged up maybe that means there's more fuel getting spilled into the into the intake track or is it going into some sort of a catch container i don't remember back in 99 what exactly we were doing with the emissions stuff but a lot of times those bikes were not allowed to kind of spill out so easily And then that fuel kind of basically contaminates the air that you're trying to start the bike with. So it's, it's extra rich and the fact that it sits for 20 minutes and then starts would kind of, and what happens at that point is the, the excess fuel kind of evaporates off Uh, just like if you spilled it on the ground and it kind of goes away quickly, that's what's happening. If that 20 minute of sitting um, allows it to, to do this and I kind of think that that Makuni, that even the CV McCoonie, I something tells me it might have a pumper on it. I don't, I don't recall, but if it has a pumper, you have to remember that every time you open it and hold it open, it's going to squirt a little bit of fuel in there. So you're actually increasing the, the, the richness. So you have to be very careful on some pumper carburetors. If you're going to quote, clean it out, you open it up once and hold it wide open and you don't let go of that throttle tube until it fires or sputters, you know, or, you know, kind of pops because every time you turn it, you're putting more fuel in there, which is the original, original problem. Or you could just stop letting it go down on its side. At oh my school. Yeah. Which Matt strategically placed the, uh, Oh, he fixed it. The logo used to be covering up on my logo. I spent a lot of time trying to get this coordinated and stuff, but it's really nice.
1: Pat, what is the best way, regardless of price, to set up WP air forks for a 240-pound rider? I should also specify for enduro off-road, not track.
0: Add air. Yeah, That's a good thing about air forks. You add air, and they get set up. But I will tell you, that when you're going with more air, you're adding essentially you're putting a heavier spring in there, and so at the same time you're going to probably want to compensate with some additional rebound dampening. Um, I've never had to, you know, since you you know yeah I don't do you know do you know that I'm perfect? Yeah. Okay, it's like, I'm glad we got that out of the way. I didn't have to explain it anymore. I'm talking about size and weight and everything, so I don't have to add that much air. Well, I'm kind of fat for a 125, right? Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, So, so I'm not perfect for a 125, but for uh, for most of the bikes with the WP air forks, well, actually the 125s and 150s have them. Um, I don't know how much i've never really had to really super pump them up and then and then notice what the effect on the rebound is but i would suspect that it's going to do the same thing a heavier spring would do and and kind of compromise the rebound it's going to be pushing harder on the reverse direction so you might have to add some additional rebound damping with your clickers to to compensate for it this being said if you get up near the end of the range let's say you're you're at 12 out and all of a sudden you find yourself at 2 or 3 or 4 out to get a good feel or you can't get a good feel on the on the rebound side i would then start that's that's when you go to a suspension guy and you say hey i'm running this much air pressure and this is this is what i'm feeling but the first thing is just set it up with the with the um the right air air pressure. And I'm pretty sure there's a chart in the manual that kind of gives you some guidelines for doing this. Uh, And then a lot of times they're even their settings, you know, based on, you know, whether you want comfort or aggressive and stuff, they have some clicker recommendations that you can go by, but I would start with this. And then I hope that you're matching with, you know, a proper spring in the rear, because if your bike is, you know, if you're not getting the right spring, your bike becomes unbalanced. And if it's you know squatted low in the rear, even though you can get the very easily, get the forks up to the right spring pressure is what we'll call it. Um, if it's riding low in the rear, the forks will never work properly because the bike isn't, isn't balanced. So, um, but you start going regardless of price, um, <laughs> I wonder what he's wanting me to say. Oh, buy a kit suspension. <laughs> you know, now I wouldn't do that. If, even if I had that money burning a hole in my wallet and I was 240 pounds, the first thing I would try would be making sure I had the right pressure in the forks just to see how it works. Because that's, that's where you start. And if you, you know, do the easiest things first, do things one at a time, but, for for a guy of that size, you know, whatever you're going to do to the front, you're going to need to do something equally to the rear. And if it were me, I would start with the right spring in the back, pretty much knowing I'm going to have to get that shock revalved, uh, mostly for the, you know, on the rebound side, because you're putting heavier springs on it. Because a lot of times the damping will still do its job, even at your weight, if it's sprung correctly. So... Pat, hopefully that, uh, that, that works for you. And it doesn't matter whether it's off-road or track. I mean, go, go, go test it. Try it after you do it. And, you know, a few pounds here and there on the, on the front fork can make a huge difference in how that, how that bike works. So, okay.
1: Rider S. Orion. TPI is not to be feared. I now like it better than a carburetor. I think it needs to be adjustable the JD tuner did it for me too bad. You can't tune it with the cell phone app, like Yamaha four strokes. If you change something like a head or exhaust for power valve, changing fuel is a big help.
0: I agree with everything you just said. It would be so awesome to be able to tune that. And one of the advantages, if you have a, like a get a ECU for that bike is you can tune it with your tune it with your phone. Um so that's like that would be the next step up. Um unfortunately I've not ridden um, a get ACU that I liked the base map setting map standard yet, and I've not yet had the opportunity to play with the the phone tuning with a properly, you know, or or I've never had the every Get ECU that I've had never had the Wi-Fi module on it, so I couldn't tune it, or it was an earlier version that was not tunable via that Wi-Fi app. It was an earlier um, programming or earlier box that didn't have that ability because I'm pretty sure almost everyone that I've ridden, I'm pretty sure that if I had the same parameters that I can tune with like I do on a Yamaha, and believe me, the GET and the Yamaha tuning systems are very, very similar, uh, yeah that would be that would be huge so but with the JD you can monkey around with the fuel and get the bike to do most everything although having the addition of ignition adjustability would be even that much better so um, what's wrong with you it can't be better in a carburetor I mean they've been doing carburetors for hundreds of years and there's no way that like Fuel injection can be better in a carburetor. Ask the internet. Right. I just, I worked on it. I cleaned out a carburetor today. That's why I'm, that's why I'm, I had to go ride around in circles for like 45 minutes to get some carbon monoxide poisoning. Have you ever ridden around in a figure eight long enough to actually like start realizing that you're, you're gassing yourself out? You have? Yeah, here. Oh, you've ridden around my figure eight that long? Yeah. Or a flat track? Figure eight. Figure eight. Oh, good the for you.
1: Tight circle.
0: Yeah. No, I started, I started, It's all. it was almost like Megalodome. This is where we used to race mini bikes inside of a, a warehouse. And uh, I wonder why I like, I was driving home, like, you know, Actually, I was driving up north. I was driving over I-5 and I'm like going, wow, look at these cool rainbows around my eyes. This is awesome. (laughs) A little CO, (laughs) do you? Um, But uh, yeah, I I rebuilt the carburetor on one of my older KTM 200s because it was just the, the, it felt like the pilot jet was plugged. And sure enough, I opened it up and there was some crap in the bowl. And so I think a piece went up and plugged the pilot jet. So I pulled the pilot jet out, threw it in the ultrasonic cleaner, like actually had to poke at it with a little super fine wire to pop it out, popped it back in there. Same exact symptoms. And I'm like, what? It it was like, this is so pilot jet. So I pulled the whole carburetor off and sure enough, it was plugged up above the pilot jet something corrode it corroded inside there and it took a really good it took you know 100 psi to to pop it out to to blow air inside there so i hate car i hate carburetors no no it was on it was on my ktm 200 older my older one the 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 04? 04? Six. 06? Oh yeah you should know you're supposed you did the inventory in those things Right? Yes. Right. It's an 06. 2006 KTM 200 XC. Could be for sale. Send me an email. Next question. Last question.
1: Uh, Jim. Oh, Adam Freeman. Jimmy, I just put in an order for 2020 beta 200. Then I stumbled upon your video. Makes me feel good about my decision. Nice video.
0: Well, I can't say that I influenced you, but at least I made you feel better. So, you know... At some point or other, we're, you know, we're trying to do, trying to do our good deeds around here.
1: It is a 2006.
0: It is a 2006. Trevor sent me a picture. He's riding a beta and he goes, he goes, I think I really like this bike. And I just, I just texted him back. I said, you're ruined now because everybody's going to, everybody's going to say that since you're hanging around with me, you just all of a sudden like weird bikes. And cause there's no way that a beta could be, a good bike. I mean, come on, it's not a, it's not a Honda or a KTM, right, or Yamaha. Like, so it can't it can't be good if it's one of those weird ones. So, Trevor, you're wrecked. I don't know where you got that idea. Probably, I influenced you. I suspect influencer. Influencer.
2: Yeah. Maybe we'll get more bikes now that your influencer status. Uh, Conrad Serrano wants to know
0: if you can take my class with a Kawasaki Versys 650 with street tires. If you go read the uh, frequently asked questions on jimmylewisoffroad.com, the answer would be no, because we don't let anybody take our class with street tires, because riding on the dirt with street tires is about as stupid as trying to go road racing with nobbies. Just good things are not going to happen. And those are the only things that are connecting you to the ground. And since one of the main things we focus on teaching you is traction, you're just... Um, throwing a lot of that stuff out the window. So hopefully we'll see. You. We have rental bikes, by the way. And uh, Robert Stockton, Conrad, I have taken this class. I would say no to the 650 on street tires. I would highly recommend one of them renting his 500s with proper tires, you'll get way out of the class in his honest opinion. Thank you, Robert. It's funny. I almost just said that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to offer him a 500, though. I was going to offer him a CRF 230. Hey, you learned so much on the 230. I don't disagree with you at all. Yeah. I, I, I'll do anything that I do on the class, in the class, on the CRF 230. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's easier to do, and I can focus more on what I'm doing than worrying about the KTM 500,
2: like, trying to rip my arms off my sockets or something. Right, even right. though we don't let you do that too much. Well, I, I even did some of the hill drills with someone on the back on the 230. Oh, so. you rode the dude up the hill? Yeah. Yeah. He he was struggling with the, you know, accelerating and go to the top of the hill. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I was like, I threw him on the back and said and said, watch my throttle, and was showing him, you know, once you go up the hill, you're not accelerating anymore. You're just maintaining like your momentum and your energy. Right. Cause he he kept trying to twist it further as you went up the as hill. As you went up the hill. yeah. And he realized that
0: like when traction disappears, so does speed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny, but you just turn the throttle, get over the
2: back and gas it. Yeah, yeah. It works great in the sand when you get over the back and gas it. I know. Especially from a standstill. We've been trying to teach that technique for a long time. I know, I know.
0: Bob, San Felipe of Bob says, I switched to a beta and Jimmy did it. Uh Bob, you used to be Blue Crew. You could be riding a brand new YZ125. You should be. Actually, you should buy one right now for your kid. Because he's going to be bigger than you pretty soon, and he should start on a YZ125. Or he should buy one for me, just because. Yeah. Well, you could break it in, and then I can make sure it's maintained
2: properly. Yes. I'm better.
0: I'm better. My wife rides a CRF230. See, Bob, he's 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 on the program. Yeah. Got all. Got he's got all the things. 230 life. Okay, everybody. uh, Do we have any other questions out there? I think. Um, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, we're getting done with this show. I want to thanks again to all of our sponsors, Bulletproof Design, Seat Concepts, Taco Moto Co. Go to their website. You will probably have $3,000 worth of stuff in your cart before you exit, but that's good. You can put it on a payment plan. Go to Trail Tech. Check out the new Voyager Pro, DDC Sprockets, Climb Gear. I wore Climb Gear today. I didn't use any of it, and that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. kept myself off the ground. Uh, Scott Sports, makers of fine goggles. And then Yamaha, who has brand new YZs. And uh, two-stroke and four-stroke. Check out DirtBikeTest.com. Click through the links to Rocky Mountain to support us. Click through our Amazon links. Send us emails, videos. And uh, next week, uh, Logan's going to bring in the strippers. So yeah. it's oh, gonna be. Oh, we gotta thank George too. Tech, talk Taco Tuesday with strippers. George for what? Drinking all of my good tequila and then replacing it with Kirkland.
2: Well, he is actually a sponsor. So oh, is his thing been flashing yeah, up his there? His thing's been flashing up there, and he did actually pay for it. Okay, still so, waiting on a logo from Ricky though. Well, George is going to be selling T-shirts here pretty soon. So right. um, highly desirable brand. Yeah, it's in his brand. He's that, taking on Louis Vuitton and he's he's, Gucci, he's
0: all the buildings. running off of our shoulders so yeah. uh thanks everybody for joining in uh again we'll see you uh what out on the trail yep okay cheers